Hello, and welcome back to episode 15 of The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin. And yes, The Teller has returned. I'm back. I'm alive. I'm here. <laughs> welcome um, back. Thank you. Uh, I'd just sort of like to say quickly uh, a brief apology for not appearing last week um, and a brief apology about our, our schedule. I had um, a new job I started, which was mostly night shifts and early mornings, which threw me off. Uh, which affected my upload schedule. And then when I was getting back on track, got hit by someone I know got COVID. So I had to self-isolate for two weeks. So my life these last couple of weeks has been a bit, <laughs> bit all over the shop. Um, but I, I am sorry that we haven't been getting the episodes out properly in the way we, we want to be getting them out. Um, and hopefully... Obviously, I'm still in lockdown, but when I go back to work, I have Fridays off. So from that point onwards, Friday will be our probably our weekly upload date. I'm just I, I'm sorry about uh, to the to the listeners about what's happened. Um, and like I say, should be from from now on um, every Friday there'll be an episode for you to listen to. Red hot, you know, all the news, <laughs> all the all the fun. Um, so starting yeah. with this one. Uh, not with this one because I'm in lockdown, so I might as well upload it tomorrow. So okay, this, so from the week, next one next week. Yeah. So from episode episode 16, sixteen onwards. Yeah, there you go. Uh, because I, I'm 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 to catch up on things. <laughs> still, still out for some. Yeah, and it's actually I I've hated it and loved it at the same time. Oh, Does that make any sense? Why have you hated it? No, yeah. Why have you hated it? Because that doesn't I make hate, sense to me. No, it I doesn't to me either. Inside for this long. Uh, oh, I don't. Yeah, you're not see, one I'm of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I loved lockdown the first time. Like I smashed out the boys. I smashed out Amazon's Vikings. I smashed out like three games that I was like halfway through slash towards the end. So I've had a really good session, but now I'm kind of like, oh, I want to get back in the gym. I want to get back to the light of society. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, sounds sounds draining, Chris. Sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, see see people I like. Well, move move on to nerd stuff. Out. Yeah, yeah, to the news. <laughs> yeah, news. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll move on to to my news now. And the first bit I want to talk about is actually a, a update to something Jack was talking about last week. So we got um, some more info dump on the Amazon Middle Earth series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jack, you spoke about this last week. You just spoke mm. about how uh, they yes. restarted filming in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, but we got a huge, huge info dump. And um, you, you said, actually said last week, I'd like to know how much they're sort of uh, producing the series for. Because they spent, do you remember what you said they spent to acquire the rights? Was it 250 million? 50 or million, yeah, 250 million, I think. Yeah, uh, so the, the estimated budget of the series is one billion. Oh, nice! Dollars. <laughs> one billion dollars. That's absurd. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Like that's <laughs> more than Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, like, I think way it'd be more. Than Game of <laughs> yeah, Hopefully. same. But there's a. I am actually really. I actually think this series is going to be hot garbage. Oh, really? oh why? So I'll get into it a little bit with you. So the first thing that sort of threw me was this happened months and months ago, was they had 
so there's there's a novel i can't remember the author's name but it's a it's a novel i've seen in bookstores a lot where it's a guy talking about tolkien and tolkien's world building right and he's a professor and he actually um studied tolkien's work and is really close with uh, tolkien's son who obviously wrote a lot more of his stories going forward mm-hmm. um and this guy was attached because he's like he's listed as the world's like leading expert in the lore of middle earth oh, okay uh, and he was attached to the amazon project and because of creative differences they got rid oh, of him oh no not again so how worrying is that Oh, so this, this guy is the you know expert on Tolkien's yeah. world, uh, said by Tolkien's son, um, you know who who owns the estate and stuff, and they got rid of him, which is uh, something when you guys were really positive about this last week, I was sitting there listening to you and my pitchfork like I'm gonna burst this bubble, <laughs> um, and th- the second bit we got was there's been a roll call for it. And a roll call is when they send out requirements to actors Mm -hmm. or wishes. And in this roll call, they specifically wanted actors who are comfortable with nudity. Ooh. Yeah. So, and they've said they're going to take big influences from Game of Thrones and The Witcher. Double boo. Actually, The Witcher's all right. No, oh, no, they're amazing. They're both amazing. But... I don't know. It depends. I don't on what think part they need to do. Yeah, but I don't think they need to do that with Lord of the Rings. They don't, yeah, they don't need to take inspiration from that. It's they need to take necessary. inspiration from the films. Yeah, you know, like from their their history, their heritage. And I never saw Gandalf naked. <laughs> well, you didn't see the Gandalf orgies, no. <laughs> That's in the uh, the I next. Like that. Uh, you've done it again, Jack. We could use that as the title. And I've never seen Gandalf <laughs> episode fifteen. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we want Ian, Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> Starco's on the screen, do we? No, not quite. But yeah, so that's got me a bit worried because, like we said, sex and boobs aren't really the selling point of Middle Earth. N- not at all. No, it shouldn't no. Be. Like that. That's got that, like hit, Tolkien's writings. That's never been. Deformed creatures, deformed creatures, and hairy toed hobbits are the selling point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and Orlando Bloom apparently has seen the script. Okay. Uh, he's not set to appear, but Orlando Bloom has stated that it is a very, very different take to The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um, but he actually says that he thinks it's good that they're different. Right. Oh yeah, differences are always good. We don't just want another like remake of the, the like two thousands films. We we do want something different, but it depends how different. Depends then, whether they just like butcher, you know, the whole works. Yeah, just destroy the myth. Off. And it's like, well, it's different. <laughs> it's the Cimmerian, but only in name. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the only the only other last bit was there was a few uh, bit tidbits about. Um, the old cast. Right. So Hugo Weaving does not wish to return as Elrond. He said, no, done with this. Don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian McKellen is open to come back as Gandalf. Uh, so we know. could see naked Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't see anyone else as Gandalf. Um, I think if they did, he, he's come out on record and said he'll happily play the character till he dies. No, oh, it's so. That's kind of sad, isn't it? Really? Yeah. 
Um, and then the last bit was Kate Blanchett. They're, so uh, Galadriel is going to be in this series, but Kate Blanchett will not return to play the character. Right. I think that's so, fair enough. I, so I they're going to recast. Uh, she's good, but I'd like to see a different take of her. Gandalf's the only one that I cannot see anyone else playing. No, yeah, yeah. Like, I could I see a different that. Elrond. I'm not saying they're bad. I love them in the... Uh, oh, no, but... Go waving. But, no, exactly. But, but, no, but, but I, I see can what you see mean. another Elrond, whereas I can't see, see another, another Gandalf. Gandalf. It's just him. It's him. I can't picture... Like, I can picture someone a lot younger than Hugo Weaving is now. Um, like, back when he made the films, he was obviously a lot younger. I can kind of see someone taking on that role. Um but Gandalf is just Gandalf, and it's Ian McKellen. Like, it just... well, do, do you, Bradley, do you know about who um, Tolkien wanted originally to play Gandalf? No. He gave his blessing to, um, to, to Saruman, to... Um, Christopher Lee. To Christopher Lee, yeah. Oh. Before, years and years ago, he's, Christopher Lee said, if there's ever a movie, I want to play Gandalf. Oh, Tolkien was like, if they ever make one, I want you to be Gandalf. And then he didn't. Nah, nah but and we can he... put you in a white robe and call you something similar <laughs> or make you similar. <laughs> yeah, oh, but so... that, that casting worked out so well. We, we've, got, we've got some good news and some bad news. You're going to be in Lord <laughs> of the Rings, however, you're not going to be Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's, that's an interesting one. I always really like that fact. Um, yeah, that's cool. And yeah, so th- that's all I really had to say on Amazon. And why I'm not optimistic for this series. Mm-hmm. Mm. I understand. Um, I mean, has any of that sort of uh, damaged your hopes? Or are oh, you definitely. Guys... Especially the, the whole, you know, creative differences with someone who's like, <laughs> who's one the of brain. the... brain. Yeah, the brain. The, like, you know, it's been passed down and it's pretty much, you know, he is the brain of Middle Earth, you know? Like, that is his thing right yeah. now. Um, and um, obviously, uh, Tolkien's kin. But like that's oh, that's worrying. That is creative. Yeah. It it just depends to what extent the creative differences are. Like it could be um, something Slight. smaller. Like mm. yeah, like directional. You know, it could follow mm. the exact same story as as he wanted. Yeah. But you know, in terms of cinematography, they could have had a you know a creative difference. So I'm hoping yeah. it's just something like more towards how they're actually making it than as opposed the actual, to the story. Yeah, the actual the content lore, yeah. or yeah, exactly. So. Um, hopefully it will end yeah. up good. I'm, again, the nudity thing worries me. Not that That's I'm like, oh, yeah. nudity, but like it, it's not what it needs. It, it doesn't need to be another Game of Thrones. It doesn't. It, I want it to be something else. Like I really disliked that people were like, "Oh, The Witch is the new Game of Thrones," because I didn't it want it to be. That. It's not. It's, it wasn't, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wanted it to stand on its own two it, feet as a great series. So I hate when people are like, oh, it's the next Game of Thrones. Because you're like, no, let it be its own thing. And it's the same for this. I don't want it to be like, oh, we need to do nudity because that's what the current shows are doing. It's like, no, just just do what you're... Just you know, do Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah, just do Lord of the Rings. And so mm. I'm a little bit worried, but like, you know, I'll still happily watch it. And I'll probably enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No matter and, what. And, I love that world. And adaptation isn't bad. Like... Oh, obviously not. I, I, it's so much of uh, the um, Peter Jackson movies that we love are mm-hmm. so different from, from the original source material. Oh, God, yeah, from the books. They're so but different. I would argue that a lot of those changes are, are better from a, from a film standpoint 
Mm-hmm. Um, like Aragon in the books being ar- not arrogant, but he, he wants to be king. He knows he should be king. He's got this, you know, fantasy-esque that's very common at the time of he has no doubts in himself, right? He, he's been pre- prepared by the elves to be king. Yet in the movies, you know, Peter Jackson wanted him to have this inner conflict where he's not, he, he doesn't believe in himself. And yeah. then, you know, the whole thing with the orcs as well, where if you go back to the material, orcs and goblins are kind of used interchangeably, especially in The Hobbit. And mm-hmm. even the Uruks are kind of just bigger goblins, yet they knew that wouldn't be scary. So they took a lot of inspiration from, from modern literature's orcs, where they're bigger than humans and they're stronger. Yeah. And, and there are changes to the, to the source material that really benefited the material. Instead yeah. of taking away from it, if that makes any sense. Though there it were might. some omissions from the books that I was like, oh, that would have been really nice. You know, that would have been really cool. Yeah. And, and like, how do we not get Tom Bombadil? Like, that would have been... Yeah. He, and the Dudadine are a big thing for me that I was like, oh, you couldn't just throw them in at the battle. <laughs> like, yeah. You couldn't just throw the Dudadine in. Yeah. So, I don't know. There is, you know, ups and downs. But overall, yeah, I agree. I think to make the film uh, the films as good as they were theatrically they had to make a lot of changes like they did and they mm. wouldn't have been able to been able to keep to that source material so yeah as you said the adaptation is good we just need to make sure it's in the right yeah. direction because i think that adaptation works because it changes a lot but it keeps the core values and the mm-hmm. core sort of um what's what's the sort of word the core sort of feeling of lord of the rings the emotions and the the um kind of like the values like peter jackson changed stuff but he kept the core of what makes the tale the tale if that makes any sense yeah definitely um but yeah we i won't ramble too much about uh middle of we're 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 you know cautiously optimistic i think we could say mm-hmm. definitely so mm-hmm. on to my uh second piece of news i actually wanted to talk about google stadia Okay. So, but as you know, we love Google Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> we like to give it a light roast in every now and then. Yeah, we're not massive fans, unfortunately. No. So I'm sure with this piece of news, it's not going to change. But carry on, Chris. So uh, actually, in a prior episode, we talked in about episode. we talked about how Stadia. We we all thought Stadia needed to to reevaluate its sort of um, stance and its sort of sales model, right? We, we spoke about that quite in depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Um, but we've had some confirmation from community manager, managers on Reddit that um, there appears to be no sign that Google are going to change anything. Oh. <laughs> they, oh. They've said they are committed to Google Stadia in the long run, Um, They believe that this is going to be a slow burn for Google, that they're going to slowly win people over over time, that this um, idea of cloud gaming was revolutionary and how they're still ahead of the curve, despite the fact, I'd argue, with xCloud coming up, which looks to beat Stadia out of the water. And Mm -hmm. we've talked about um, Amazon Luna, which is just a better offer all round they just don't seem to care <laughs> no <laughs> you 
Yeah. No, I, I, I just oh, they they clearly do the fact that they're still like you know going on Reddit and interacting and things, but they just seem so blindsided by the fact that they yeah that they think this is going to be it. This is like it'll work the way it is. A slow burn. Are they? They might be planning to buy everything else, and then that slow burn will just pay off. You know, like mm. that. There's no slow burn here. There's just it's not really going anywhere. Well, well um, the further quote says that they believe they have the knowledge and skills to revolutionise gaming. So I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that they have the knowledge and the skills. But what they don't have is the uh, kind of common sense to check what's going on around them, like everybody else is setting their prices you know at a much more reasonable rate or making this the whole system slightly better like with xcloud um and they're just not changing and they're not committing to to changing any of their prices or, or you know that that side of it they're, they're just committed to keep pushing the technology but it's not like these other companies don't have the knowledge to push the technologies as well so i don't i don't really get what, what their kind of aim is with this entire stadia platform yeah it feels very google very we're google we yeah. will dominate and i can just see it now you. this like sleazy little like guy who's like advising them sitting there whispering in, in google's ears going no there's nothing wrong with our our payment scheme with our with the way we handle things just just give it time it's a slow ignore burn. amazon xcloud what's that never heard of it <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's it's not a slow burn it's sparks they will fly <laughs> i promise so yeah, I just that, that's all I really have to say on that. But I just thought that was so interesting because it was just the fact we'd hammered home how we really believed that with XCloud and Amazon Lu Luna looming on the horizon, mm -hmm. we really believed they needed a shake up. Well, the thing is, none of us are you know businessmen, so we're clearly missing something. You know, they they are such a huge, huge company, an organization that we are clearly missing something. Like, mm -hmm. this is what it's got to be we're you know we're just three normal people we're not working for these top ceos at google telling them to do this so except clearly for me i work for except, amazon oh I'm a, I'm a sponsor of the boys sorry <laughs> paid sponsorship forgot about that no but like clearly like we don't have the same knowledge they have clearly they yeah. have some idea of what's going on and it can't actually just be them being that ridiculous and ignoring it um so yeah, well, I mean, we'll obviously keep you updated, but I hope we see something, you know, for them. I, I, I would love to be like, wow, they managed to do it <laughs> just, just out of sheer shock. But there's a part of me that also wants to be like, why do they have that job when us three are clearly <laughs> smarter than them? So yeah, we'll episode, see how it goes. Episode 26, Google Stadia, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a predict. We stand, we stand we corrected. 426. Imagine. There's a predict for you. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see where Stadia goes if it goes anywhere. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, I'm not optimistic for it, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So that's the, the, the joy of our Google Stadia news. So shall I move on to my final piece of the news? You can. So we had um, quite an interesting little update to we sort of spoke a couple of times about 
uh, a potential live action Spider Verse movie, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we, you know, we we talked back and forth about either they'll do a Spider Verse or maybe Tom Holland's third movie. We'll introduce them all, and uh, we sort of had Entertainment Tonight, obviously huge Canadian, um, you know, entertainment broadcaster. They actually right. reached out to Sony, asking them just flat out, do you have any interest in bringing back Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire? And, and this is really interesting because this was actually sparked by Jamie Foxx. Obviously, as we know, he, he's set to return as Electro in the next Spider-Man with Tom Holland. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamie Foxx is the one who tweeted out a picture of his Electro um, all photoshopped, obviously, standing yeah. above all three Spider-Men. Okay. And it's and it quite a cool Photoshop. Um, so, obviously, Entertainment Tonight saw this and were like, hey, we'll reach out to Sony. They reached out to Sony. And then the thing that the Sony uh, reps said, which is very odd, is usually when a, a, a media sort of um, entity reaches out to these studios, they either deflect the, the question or they completely deny the question, right? Yeah. That's sort of standard operating procedure. But here what we saw was the Sony rep literally said, oh, those rumoured castings aren't confirmed yet, so I can't talk about them. Right. So implying... Does that not sound interesting to you? Well, it implies that, there is, that it's, they're trying to make it happen, basically. Because yeah. if it's not, you would just deny it, wouldn't you? If it wasn't going to happen or there was no potential of it, you'd just be like, no, it's not true. <laughs> nah. Sorry. <laughs> but they, yeah. like, they do like to keep the, you know, the kind of hype around it. Mm. I don't know. I just, I saw that and I'm like, you just, did they flout? And I, I don't know. It just, it's the way he worded it. They're not confirmed. So I can't talk about it. That's yeah, me. I know what you mean. Yeah. I That's think more like, interestingly... Like the word, yeah. the phrase can't talk about it is more interesting than it's not confirmed because if it was just not confirmed, then he would say no more. But saying, but I can't talk about it. if it's not it, confirmed, then does that not seem to indicate that, that they're actually they're reaching out actually and trying? Talks. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, yeah. oh, we're, we're actually in talks, so I can't confirm or say anything because I'll get in trouble. Yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know? Um, so, Could yeah. Be. So, so it's so a more hype for our live action Spider-Verse movie that we it want. would be awesome. Mm -hmm. I've seen loads of mock-up posters recently, like uh, people just Photoshopping those images of those three Spider-Men together. And they do look pretty awesome, some of them. Mm -hmm. And it does get me excited for a potential film like that. <laughs> and I think there's so much hype on the internet for these three actors to be together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a golden opportunity. Like, Sony would be mad to see yeah. all this internet 100%. frenzy and walk past it. And it's not just that. It's the fact that you've got to realise there's fans of all three Spider-Men, and if you do a movie of all of them, all their fans are going to turn up, right? Yeah. This would, be an ins this would make bucks. Like, in definitely, this is a gold mine. Of course it is. <laughs> you know? Even <laughs> the animated uh, Spider-Verse movie, I love that film so much. Yeah, same. So to see it live I didn't think action, I would either. To see it live action could, with those three actors could just be glorious. Mm -hmm. 
especially the amount of Tobey Maguire fanboys who are disgruntled <laughs> newer yeah. um, Spider-Men who have not gone to see the new Spider-Men in theatres, they would definitely turn up day one. They'd be there. They'd be at the door. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was very exciting for me. Overall, it's been a really interesting um, news week. All hmm. these news topics have been popping up. I've been like, oh, that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's they're the three I, I, I chose. Settled with. Yeah, the, it was a tough one. It really was. Yeah, it was tough this week, actually. There was a lot of good news there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are you ready for me to move on yeah. to my news pieces? Take it away, Jack. Take it away, Jack. So uh, the first one I want to talk about is video game slash movie news. Basically, there's been some rumors circulating, and they are only rumors at the moment, about a set of movies that could be made about uh, based around game franchises. Um, there's a couple of them, so I'm just going to go through them, list them quickly, and then kind of just want to get each of your opinions on them. So we've got Mass Effect as a franchise, which mm-hmm. we know Chris and Bradley love. Mm-hmm. Not so much for me. Unadaptable. If you're going by the game stories. Yeah. I, I can already see why, why you would be saying that. Um, the second one, which we'll, we'll go through each of them after, but we've got Dead Space, which, again, mm-hmm. pretty awesome. And Bioshock, which we obviously talked about Bioshock Infinite uh, only a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. they're the three that are being talked about. Let's just go one by one and talk about our opinions on each one. We'll start with Mass Effect then. We'll start with Mass Effect. Uh, who wants to go first? Yeah, so I'll, I'll go because I'm, I'm probably the biggest cool. Mass Effect fanboy out of all of us. Yeah, <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> um, and it's just, I there's no way you can do this. You could do a series. You could maybe do a series if, if the creatives uh, love the material, but mm-hmm. and it would have to be a high budget series. Yeah, but definitely agreed. To, to do a movie, um, too or much. Even a, it, there's just this each game you know you spend it like if you do every, if you want even if you just do the main missions you're talking like 60 hours you can't condense that well because you just lose Into all the character moments all you'd have is the action without any substance mm-hmm. I, I can all, without even properly playing them ever i can totally agree um i think you couldn't fit nowhere near enough into that and if you did that film would be way too long and people wouldn't watch it because it would just be avatar well also (laughs) i I can imagine the aliens looking awful if it's got a bad budget oh god yeah but i can also imagine how amazing it would look if it has a good budget imagine seeing like this it could it could look look incredible with a huge budget but even then whether or not it would be done well enough or right for all the, the fans like Chris out there, it's <laughs> probably very doubtful, isn't it? I, mm-hmm. I think the only way you could do something is if you did a Mass Effect film set within the universe that has its own story. Yeah, because then you're not trying say. to fit too much in. Mm. I see what you mean. Then you can make your own story and make yeah. it fit. And you could have, like, maybe you do something like um, the origin to Mass Effect 1, which is basically when the humans first meet the Turians and they have a brief mm-hmm. war and then right. the, the humans joining the council and them having peace. Like so like that, you're saying, you're saying focus it on one set 
piece of that world, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, that'd be that cool, because right? that would start off like Star Trek, with the humans mm -hmm. going out and exploring the, the world, and then you have them accidentally meeting the aliens who immediately attack them, because they've broken international law without realising without realizing there is one. international law. And then it, it's, it's a, the war only lasts like a week before the council makes a <laughs> stop. But it's a really cool, it'd be a really great intro to that world. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the only really, like there's, a, there's probably like other time points you could do. But in my brain, that is the only one that I think would work really well as, as, as a self-contained almost Movie. prequel yeah. to the series. So are we, are we fair in saying that with Mass Effect, we're all pretty much in agreement that it could only really be done with a huge budget and probably focused on either a story we haven't seen or on a pinpointed part of that, that world, that universe. Otherwise, yeah. it would just be a, a, an absolute mess. It would end up in our utter garbage section. <laughs> it would. Oh, that actually make it. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, so secondly on that list was uh dead space which i i think could i don't think there's i, I think there's stuff out there already that isn't too dissimilar mm -hmm. so That's what i was gonna say so to see dead space i think it could i think they could do it and i think it could be really good as well uh it's definitely a bit of me because it's space horror horror so yeah. and it's you know creepy crawlies and creatures and stuff um so yeah that one for me is I think Probably that works very well as a modern movie. Just, yeah, you could definitely do it with right the effects. In. You could do it. Yeah. I mean, it, we're at a point where all that sort of thing is manageable, and you—I don't think you'd need a ridiculous budget for it either. No, you you need a, you need a good you need a good one. Yeah, but you yeah, yeah. We're not talking a hundred million. We're probably talking no. like you could do it with like a Deadpool budget of like fifty million. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And, Something and, like that. I think. And so. like I say, I don't think it's too. It's not like it's with Mass Effect. You, there's not really anything like it um, already existing, but mm. but Dead Space isn't like like I say isn't too dissimilar from other movies that exist currently. Mm -hmm. So it, it's definitely feasible, and I, I, I would quite like to see it. I think it would be. I think if they did it right, if they didn't differ too much from the game source material, it mm -hmm. could be amazing. I yeah. think that's in the list the best one of the to three. Go that's to, what I would to go say. to a film. It could be like the modern alien, like you're terrified. Yeah, a modern day alien, but like could do it so a, a, well. A really, really like generally, it's even though he has weaponry, a scary experience, like a proper oh, horrifying yeah. experience. And and then you almost have this almost. If you did it right, you'd have the elements of horror of Alien, but you mm -hmm. turn it up as much as you could. But mm -hmm. you'd also have this fun of he's almost Iron Man esque, but. You'd want to yeah. keep that horror that keeps it from being a superhero movie, if that makes sense. Of course, of course. It takes away from the, the key element of horror. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think we all, we've all just established that that of the three is definitely the most adaptable. Yeah, um, as long but... as it doesn't turn out like the Doom movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you uh, should totally do... Uh, we cut a garbage. Oh, no, I don't know where I can sit through it. <laughs> Have you seen the newest one? Which one's no. that? The new one? one that came out last year. There's no. a new one? There, yeah, I didn't know there was uh, a new it one. It came out an ID software, the guys who made Doom Eternal. They tweeted going, we are not associated with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, we, can we make that an utter garbage one, please? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't think what it's called. I think it's, 
it's literally just called Doom, and they turned Doom Guy into Doom Girl. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's brilliant. We, we, okay. should, we should really watch it. I'll That's a, a reminder. Send it to you. Brilliant. Okay. But then moving on to the final one, which is Bioshock. What do we think? I don't know. I'm not. You oh. don't know. I'm not sold. I don't know why, but in my head, I've just got like a Book of DeWitt cosplay with like poorly <laughs> animated plasmids, you know, like he, he's just using his plasmids and they're just like really poorly animated and he's just in his little cosplay and he looks dodgy and, and he's just really poor acting. He looks and this, dodgy. He just, he looks dodgy. He's got like a scraggly little bit of stubbly beard and he's like, you know, got like awful hair, yellow teeth and he's like, come on, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. What, is that a redneck book of wit? I don't know. I just got this really weird. Come on. I've just got this really specific. He's a drunk, thing. like, he's actually drunk yeah. on set. <laughs> Elizabeth is just like, you know, this awful person who's nothing like she is. But, like, I'm not, this is just assuming it's infinite. Like, infinite. I, I've also imagined that it's, it's any of the others. The first one. Like now I'm thinking of like uh, Rapture and it's like a, a painted background instead of like, you know, <laughs> CG or special effects. It's like just a painted set. And they're like, wow, it's just like, it's just like a painting in the background. I don't know why I think it's oh. going to be and so like, awful. And like, they, and like instead of getting actual CG or anything for you, like what are the, the big daddy things? The, big daddies, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah they've got just like a, to- a wind up toy made like like yeah. how they used to film old godzilla yeah, like films stuff and... animation type things yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like literally i don't know why silent hill films <laughs> <laughs> exactly i i just had this really bad idea of what it could be like i mean i would love to see it if there's it another one made, you guys silent like, hill another what, as, a, as an utter garbage yeah i don't i don't mind the silent hill movies i don't think they're that bad like i don't don't get me wrong they're not Nothing special, oh, but I they're don't, pretty I don't... bad. But they're not utter garbage. I, I, I think the design's really good of the mm. nurses and of the big guy with the um yeah the two-handed sort of the thing pyramid head. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He look, they they look great. Um, at least they did from what I remember. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I don't I don't mind the films. I, I've seen uh, I've seen Revelations recent not too long ago again, and I think that's okay. I mean, like I say, they're not great. Obviously, Sean Sean Bean's in. Uh, Revelation. I was going to say which one's Sean Bean. He's in both. He's in both. Oh, is he? He's the dad, isn't he? I've seen the the second one he's in. I think that's the that's Revelations, right? Yeah, where she's where the daughter's grown up. Yes, yes. Yeah, I've only seen that one. Who likes Sean Bean? Silent Hill is good, the first one, but I I mean, I I don't think they're utter garbage, but they're but they're not. They're definitely not groundbreaking or anything but i like i liked the effects in in that one i thought the the uh way the world changes was pretty mm. cool i didn't think it was terrible um but i, I quite like silent hill anyway so <clears throat> anyway um so so bioshock so bioshock yeah we're not sure if we could manage so it, is it, it is, a no from I, you bradley uh just on the on the kind of the, on outside, the book of DeWitt B, yes. B, on the BTEC book of DeWitt. Yeah, it literally is. But <laughs> if we if we got like some amazing casting, you know, like really good directors, I'd be like, oh yeah, let's see this. Who, who like, could you see as Brooker? Do any actors jump to your mind? I'll just take Troy Baker having his like 
first lead acting role in a Hollywood movie. In like a, in like, like a massive, massive budgeted movie. First well, time he's ever been in He doesn't even really. look too dissimilar from him. So I think he, he doesn't. could do he's it. Actually, like... He's actually Hollywood pretty. And a lot of the voice Exactly. Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. Like, I, th- I could see him as it. But like, other than that, I have no idea. I haven't never thought about it. I now um, just can picture a really terrible redneck, like, like, like version that Bradley's scrubbing really up bad see, teeth. It, uh, yeah, the script. It's good, isn't it? You, I mean, it's bad, but <laughs> that barely mumbles his words properly. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, he's like moonshine every now and then, yeah, like kind of moonshine on him <laughs> all oh, time. I, I, I don't think you could do this as a movie. Mm. Um, I think maybe if you have the right actors, you have the people who understand the material. And I think if you gave it to Amazon and you gave it to the production company that does The Man in the High Castle, Mm. I think they would have a really good crack at a TV series. A series. Mm. But not a movie. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. The the people who make Man in in the High Castle, they... The the technology that they sort of have in that series is not actually too far from right floating cities and mechanical because it is fair enough see this is the thing if if they did do it i would want something completely new a real i'd want a real floating city i want yeah no i just want them to actually build it for us no i'd want something completely (laughs) new they could be set in rapture or columbia if if need be but i do not want um like elizabeth booker Mm. I, don't, I don't want any of like you know the about a rom-com set in uh set in columbia see i'm up for that like go <laughs> rom just just don't ruin this the beautiful kind of experiences Story. that have already been built just yeah. just make something new because they're like Agreed. incredible worlds and i'd love yeah. to see like a live action take on a new world that isn't rapture or columbia so we get a whole new thing uh, from a live action yeah oh, wow. and then maybe a game could come out of that so yeah, yeah, I'd well, just be up for something, something different. new. Yeah, mm. yeah, agreed. I agree. Um, so, Dead Space was definitely the uh, the the most adaptable one in that uh, in that yeah. list mm-hmm. of it the three. It could be amazing. It could yes. be. Uh, so we'll wait and see. Anyway, moving on to a lighter bit of news, which I I I always kind of dislike talking about this, but I always choose to talk about it, and it's Call of Duty. So the the beta came <laughs> out. Well, well, when <laughs> Why do you like dislike talking about it? I don't know. It's just because I, it's just such a like a. It's not even a B tech thing to talk about, but it's just so like so casual. standard. Everything, yeah, it's casual, isn't Here it? On this podcast, we talk about Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, it is, and and it just is so like ugh. But anyway, so I'll, I'll get into the point. The, the beta release, and I had early access uh, because I was, I was Sky VIP or something Ooh. like that. I oh, know, it's fancy. You. And they sent me like a code, and, and you can see how excited I was about it because I was like a day late to download it, um, <laughs> which shows I was really thrilled about having it. So I thought, <laughs> I can't just let the bait, like this beta go without at least giving it a try. So okay. the beta comes with uh, all the standard modes that you get on multiplayer. It's just multiplayer. So you get a team deathmatch, free-for-all, uh, kill-confirmed, hardpoint, those sort of game modes. Mm-hmm. And there's not many maps, but there's a couple. And you also do get the uh, bigger game modes, which are a bit more Warzone-esque. They're not Battle Royales, but they are like on big maps with vehicles and there's... the you have to there's some cool new game modes based around the cold war thing and that and to be honest i don't know i, I don't mind just, it 
I, I, I thought it was all right. I, Oh, mm. Bradley, you played it. I as didn't well? know you played it. Yeah, so. I played the open beta. Like, <sighs> I, I literally, I played it for one night because yeah, I, I just don't have much time, and I, I, I was like, right, I want to play this before at it least comes give it out. a go. Um, and I played probably about seven matches just in yeah. a row, and I mean, the first match I was like hating it because I was doing all my because this is what I hate about like things like this. There's nowhere to go and test out your settings, and on no. PC it's very frustrating because every game will have its own little like you know sensitivity setting. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and you have to load in. I'm just getting like killed over and over again, mm-hmm. like trying out different sensitivities, just spinning. <laughs> like, that's, so, that's my biggest gripe of it. I want a, a like you know a training a test area. arena, yeah, a test area. Um, firing range it's like no, apex I, as the firing range which uh, you yeah can exactly which is where point. i remember when i loaded up apex that's where i went into but um but yeah i think it was pretty good to be honest like I, i'm hasn't, surprised you I say that. i went hmm. i went it hasn't done anything new though no like, it that's hasn't what I this, said. Is, this is yeah. my issue i, I heard issues. it was a backstep from modern warfare well, i actually felt like that i felt like Warzone and modern warfare although it didn't drastically change it was a step forward and i feel like this just for, I mean, okay, it's just multiplayer, and that's not why. Oh I'm yeah, really don't get me wrong. For. I probably prefer Modern Warfare. Mm. I'm just I, saying, I'm it's going, not bad. I, I want this game for zombies, and I want this game for the campaign more than anything. See, yeah. I've never liked but, zombies that much. But oh, I'm a controversial yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. I know the only right. zombie zombies I've ever liked is Nachtel and Torten, the first yeah. one. That's the only but, one I've ever enjoyed. No, see, I'm looking forward to zombies, but more more than anything, the campaign. But my point was is that the, the news story wasn't about that so much. But I was just going to say that my overall opinion on the beta was that it's yeah, it just felt like a step backwards. And and to be honest, I just wasn't hooked at all. I, I played a couple of games and I was like, this just feels so like every other Call of Duty. We could be in like 2014. Yeah. with new graphics yeah with yeah. better graphics slightly yeah i agree and it didn't do anything for me um but but the point is is that even on the beta there are cheaters everywhere uh, <laughs> it's it's actually crazy that people this game's not even out yet for everyone to get and there are people cheating there has apparently been hundreds of people using aimbot um and things like that while playing and it's and just a beta <laughs> it's just a beta that's just so stupid to me. Like, pretty, one, you don't get to keep anything. Two, it doesn't even no. keep a record. So no. there's no like combat. You can't even be like, look, I've got like a 50 yeah. point okay. I dropped, I dropped a nuke when I was playing the beta. <laughs> there's like, no proof. <laughs> no. And, Is it and, right as well that some people have actually uh, turned off crossplay? Turned off cross. Yeah, to ter- yeah to uh, try and avoid people using, um, well, to avoid people cheating as much. But it's just so sad, really, because like this game of all games I've played ever, there's so much toxicity in it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you need like, to play more PC games. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But but what I mean is like that, as in there's cheaters in every game. No, there were cheaters in everything. But that but but Call of Duty, it's just like it's it's people's first reaction. Like a live beta, and it's like, oh, we're just going to start using aimbot and stuff because I want, I want to be dominating everyone else in the lobby every single game. And it's like, why? This isn't even going <laughs> towards your your career on this game. Like, yeah, I know. It's, just, it's so weird. It's just so shocking. And like, I'd, I'd never understand that whole cheaters thing, the, the aimbot thing in any no, game. I, exactly. What do you get out of that? Like, I've watched, I've watched people use um, hacks on Warzone, and like, I've watched people play using it. And yeah. it just takes all of the competition and fun out of the game. Like you, they can see 
players everywhere across the map and they mm-hmm. just sprint around going player to player. And I've actually seen people get killed through walls that can't be shot through, like through the skyscraper walls that yeah. are just yeah. you can't even get to. And I'm like, the, How? the best one. Like, Did you ever see that streamer who got caught using it? No. Because he left so. his tab open with the with the app running. Right. And it's just hilarious because his his yeah. feet is just people roasting him, and then he gets obviously can't uh, then they banned him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what I mean. It's just it's but it is just so stupid. I never understand how that that's satisfying for anybody. No, um, exactly. What's that's the what fun I don't in multiplayer get. gaming. Like, there's no people can't go to you. Like, you know, it's not like you can go to people. Oh, I'm so good at this game. Look at my score and all that. Because you, like, I think they any, do though, and then I, they yeah, like, sure they, they do, don't but... tell them. And I, I think that's what they get out of it. That like that cred, that game. No, I'd be cred. like, I, well, then do you know? What I would say to those people, if someone did that to me, I'd say, well, if you're so good, why aren't you playing professionally, mate? And then, <laughs> it's always the case, isn't it? Yeah, it's always the case. So you're this good at the uh, game, too busy. but you aren't playing professionally. Too busy yeah. working at Tesco's. It's like it's like I I come across an Apex player because like, you do get cheaters on Apex. I come across an Apex player in my lobby the other day, and he was in my team, and he had something ridiculous like twenty three thousand eight hundred kills with one legend. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't care how good at the game you are, that's not real. There's no way that's real. <laughs> yeah. Like I just and like you can tell by the way players play. When they're like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I've seen you annihilate a squad when you didn't, they got the jump on you first. And it's just like, you did not do that. I, mm-hmm. I just, I hate it. It really winds me up. Um, and yeah, so if you're a cheater and you play these games, I hate you. That's yeah, the only thing else we I just, can say. We just disagree with every value you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have values. That's why. Uh... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, I'll move on to that, uh, away from that. And I'll go to, we're talking about toxic. So I'll go on to something else that's toxic. And that is party chat. Anyone who's ever been part of a party chat on any console in, since they were a kid knows how toxic they can be. Oh, and the Modern how... Warfare 2 days. Modern Warfare 2 lobbies were... Oh, do you like, know what you, I, you know I love about the Your new... skills as a man were tested. <laughs> <laughs> the, new, the new cards, the thing I do like, is that when you kill someone, you get to hear their, their game chat for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. love that. The, even just in this little beta that I've played like six, seven matches, mm-hmm. it's literally you get kills and people just start screaming on the side. Yeah, and you just, it makes it so much more satisfying knowing... Knowing that you're causing getting... them pain. Well... <laughs> Well, basically, so what this is about is this is to do with Sony more specifically. Uh, so Sony have recently posted, like they've changed their terms and conditions for PlayStation in general. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's been a couple updates and stuff for the console on PlayStation 4 and things like that. But they are now monitoring game chats and party chats. Um, but it goes further than that as well. They, they, so they have moderators that check into all these things, but I actually know for a fact that they actually can't, they will go back through your old messages as well. And I, and I, I know this because someone I know, Owen, um, not calling anyone out, but Owen, he's quite a toxic person when it comes to messaging players and giving abuse. And he plays on PlayStation. Makes and, I asked, pride, and I asked him, have you been banned yet? And he said, no, but two of his friends have been banned for old messages they sent ages ago that Sony messaged back, like sent them a, an email or something and basically said that their account would be banned for a certain amount of time due to old, um, well, abusive messages that they'd sent. So mm-hmm. it's like they're really taking this serious stance on it. And Sony's like, the big brother it. now. 
they what are. What you say? Yeah, and, and I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not a good thing because in a way, I do feel sorry, but I've never, I'll, I'll be, put my hands up, I've never ever given abuse to someone I didn't know in a party or over message or someone that I played in a lobby with. Oh, and I, I know. When I, I know. Like you, I'm sure you have. Twelve. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, but but I I never was, and and do you know what? I still don't. Even when I get really angry when I play games now, sometimes. But it's because I always think I don't know how old the person is on the other end of that. Whether mm-hmm. they're a kid, whether they're that's a really you know, mature and, mentality, Jack. I wish and, more people would be <laughs> like that. And, and I've had people give me abuse and message me and stuff, and I don't even respond to it then. Like even yeah. like even if I respond, I just respond. I normally so, respond like, sarcastically. Well. Or is it like? So do I. <laughs> like, like, like 20s, 18 year old, like Americans, mm. are like the worst. They are. Like, <laughs> like your entire country. But yeah, no, but that, no, I know. I, they're so hostile and angry. It's some yeah. random, like, 20 year old American. And I'm like, do you not have something better to do with your time? message me. Yeah. I, I've had, I had messages before, like, not, not too long ago on Apex and stuff, where I've played in a match with some randomers and, like, I've, di- I've been the last one left in the squad and I've tried to go revive them or whatever and I've died. And I had this guy message me before and he said, um, next time why don't you focus on getting your teammates up other than looting a crate yeah and i said well for your information i had no ammo and there was a squad rushing me so what did you expect me to do uh, it's other than look for ammo and he didn't reply but i was like <laughs> even then like oh that's pretty what? tame <laughs> yeah no i know that's tame I like I, that. no that is really tame but that's what i mean like that that but so i'm not saying that bullying isn't to be taken seriously because it really is and i i do feel sorry for people that actually do get especially yeah. young people that get abused and like get like all these but also you know, young kids are gonna say stupid stuff and be idiots but yeah because you're a young idiot like, yeah. you don't yeah. mean half the stuff yeah. you're saying you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. and and so this is kind of my point so yeah they basically it, Chris, you put a note here actually about this saying that it's a strange stance because gaming chats are the worst uh, which is correct it's not right to say that people should be bullied. Of course, they couldn't, shouldn't be. But people shouldn't be bullied. No. It's a lot of trouble for them to go through, uh, for the sake of what it is. If you know what I mean, like especially I, I mean, if something's been misinterpreted. Because yeah, exactly. People can interpret stuff in different ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's about um, context. And it's a whole can of worms. Like if there's if there's actively someone abusing someone online, harassing them with message after message. Mm-hmm. It should not be tolerated. They should be banned. No. They should got rid of. Yeah. If it's yeah. like a one-off, it's a heated comment in a you should at, Yeah, chat. yeah, yeah. It's either like, out of context or or it should at least just come with like a warning or something like that before it's taken to, you know. And like you say, it should be monitored to the extent of are you doing this on a regular basis yeah. to more than one person or, or just so Owen is screwed. Owen is screwed, yeah. He's already been, <laughs> he's, he had to change his use different account to play um, Rocket League recently because his Rocket League account got suspended for abuse. Um, well. so, so he's that kind of player. But anyway, um, away from Niwo. Um, so this is the, the other thing I was going to say about this is like it's weird because it's, there's good intentions behind it, but it also is a bit strange to know that you're being Sony's recorded. Listening. To know that they're, yeah, to know that Especially because if strangers can record you now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you think, for example, I know, so let's just say, for example, I'm not saying you'd get reported by your own mate, but if you were in a party chat with your mate and some randomer and you're just doing what all good mates do, which is roast each other and like, you know, ripping each other apart, it's a bit weird to know that Sony can then listen to that and decide whether or not they think you're being abusive. Or, cool. you know, the way you and Zach talk to each other. 
exactly like you know i'd be banned in a second yeah and so would zach because you know he's a donkey when he plays apex sometimes (laughs) and i get really angry about it and then sometimes i'm absolute (laughs) trash and then i just i get angry at myself so remember the wildland party chats as well exactly yeah like when we used to play that i mean i just i don't know it is i can see the good intentions and i really think that bullying does need to be taken seriously like i'm a real big believer of that but but it's it's just a bit of an odd one for me um, to know that they can do this and to know that they're that, that you could always now be at risk of saying something in the heat of a moment and it being a one-off time of you doing it and you could end up having your account banned. I know it's, yeah. not, te- I know it's not permanent, but either way, it's still I just think, a bit. I think we all agree it's the best intentions, but it needs mm-hmm. like almost like a um, repeat offender ban, if yeah. that makes sense. It needs yeah. to be refined. One thing, one little thing I want to say just before I move on, because about PlayStation in general, um, I'm not sure if I'm just an idiot because I don't use PlayStation very often. So it's like my my secondary go-to console. But I think there's a really weird feature on PlayStation and correct me if anyone knows that I'm wrong. You know, if you was playing on Xbox and you've got your controller and you're just playing and you're not in a party, you're not talking to anyone, you're just playing online or whatever, it doesn't pick anything up unless you've got a microphone and a headset plugged in and, you, and then you're in the game chat or if you're in a party, you're in party chat. When you're right. on PlayStation, the controller has a microphone in it. So if you're just playing normally and you're not in a party chat, you're not in anything, but you're playing on something online, your voice gets projected through game chat just for you like breathing and stuff because the microphone picks up the, the sound. What, is there actually a microphone in there? There I must swear be. It was, I yeah, swear there, it was just a speaker. No, there must be a microphone because I, because it happens to me all the time. And like, I've noticed it um, recently when I was playing something online on PlayStation, I obviously don't have a headset for my PlayStation. Nothing's plugged in, just my wireless remote with the, I know it has a speaker in it, but, and it picks up my voice all the time and projects it into game chat when people are talking in the room around me and stuff. Or like when oh. I'm just... Yeah, and I think that's a really odd feature to do because the only way you can stop it, or the only, unless I'm, like I say, I don't know much about PlayStation, so unless I'm an idiot, the only way you can stop it is by going into your own party chat and, not, and then just making it private so that the, the projection of voice isn't going anywhere or you mute yourself in game chat. But I think that's really weird. I think it's a really weird feature. Maybe you've just got a dodgy controller. Well, I've got, I bought like a, a bugged controller that's got a speaker and a microphone in it as well. Yeah, so I don't, I don't the, the PlayStation 5 controllers will have a, a microphone in it, but I don't think the PlayStation 4 ones well, do. It must, but something must do because it's picking up my voice. And, and I know it is because it keeps coming up with my voice. And like whenever I'm making a sound, that's so strange. it projects the sound and says that, that I'm speaking on the thing. It's Sony's really weird. listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sony, just tell me, am I doing something wrong or not? Idiot, you're just anyway, yelling at ghosts of Toshima and they're going to ban you because you yelled at the game's feelings <laughs> yeah I've, I've hurt their feelings but I'm yeah no, that's all I wanted to say about that really and that's me done for the news so Bradley I'll let you crack on okay so from Sony we're going to go over to the other side of the war uh, to Xbox and we have talk about, uh, talked about recently uh, Xbox buying Zenimax which uh, have their subsidiaries of Bethesda and many others like ID Software. Um, and one of the things they've recently announced is the Arcane Collection, uh, which features Dishonored and Prey. So that is quite cool to see that Xbox is already mm. kind of taking their new property and 
throwing it like together to produce these these games and this could be one of the last things that's actually releasing on playstation so i i had to look into this to see whether it was releasing on playstation and it is it's on the playstation Mm. store but i did see that that could be a listing error oh really well it's still up i've checked today and it's still up and you can add it to your cart so Mm. i don't know it's just the article i read said they're unsure whether it's a listing error no, I I don't know. That's what I mean. I feel like it would have been dealt with by that point, uh, by yeah. this point, because I only checked about uh, two hours ago. But it might be a listing error. But we don't we don't know. But like I said, that could be one of the last things that is releasing uh, on yeah. PlayStation. Because Phil Spencer, the uh, Xbox head honcho, as I like to call him, has basically said that uh, in an interview, if they didn't release uh, all of ZeniMax games on PlayStation, they would still make a profit. So he starts to talk about how he doesn't really want to isolate gamers. Uh, and he kind of talks about how Game Pass uh, and like the ecosystem that Xbox is building with xCloud and like the actual console and P- obviously Windows PCs is, is kind of their plan um, going forward. So he's kind of saying like he wants to get Game Pass everywhere and he doesn't want to exclude PlayStation players. Uh, which is where his kind of idea of Game Pass being on everything is, is kind of coming to fruition. And it might actually be the case uh, where he has to start making talks with Sony about getting uh, Game Pass onto their consoles. But obviously, they're going to be completely against it. But then PlayStation players are going to lose out on potential games. And yeah. then mm. they're going to start to kind of have a go at Sony for this. You know, so like it ends up being a, a catch-22 for Sony. But mm. yeah, one. so he 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 said that he doesn't want to stop them accessing the game. So it probably will look like he's really trying to push for this Game Pass on PlayStation, which is an incredible feat if he manages to do it in terms of yeah. the war. But if you really end up buying that many studios, you're going to end up backing PlayStation into a corner. They'll just they'll just be forced to accept either a, a great loss of players from. Uh, not getting these exclusives or accepting game pass and potentially x cloud onto playstation systems which would be that'd be mad wouldn't it yeah it's just it's such a weird concept but he said he's open for it and it's like if it happens it'd be really strange but i'd like to see peace you know or just xbox winning screw you sony give me demon souls <laughs> i oh, i I love I know how he always always does that. Talks about this, but <laughs> I'm sure Demon Souls will be one of the ones they eventually push to PC. If they don't, are we going to Mr. Sony himself? <laughs> Mr. Having, Sony. And having strong words. What's I just name? want to play uh... Demon Souls. I don't know. See, Phil, I'll, I'll name you Phil because Phil's nice. Mr. Sony, he's not it, nice. I, I, I can visualize the name in my head, but I'm no good at Japanese, so I'll probably butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay but yeah so i just wanted to mention that and to mention the uh arcane collection if you're interested if you've never played dishonored uh and prey i guess i wouldn't say prey is amazing the new one the original prey is actually i would i would actually say is better but it's very old um but yeah dishonored is a really good Mm. little two games what would you call a a two game collection yeah i mean duology they've got the expansion well haven't they uh yeah yeah so they include everything for the three games there so so if you ever have been interested in dishonored or um 
maybe get prey on its own if you're not really interested in dishonored this is kind of a dishonored collection with prey thrown in there feels like but uh yeah if you're interested in in all three it'd be perfect to just kind of pick them up now um Mm. when this collection releases but like i said it is cool that xbox are actually taking what they've what they've recently bought and kind of pushing we i mean they may have already had plans to release this collection but you know it'd be cool if xbox have actually kind of said to them oh would you like to do like a collection thing um and yeah that would have been nice but sony one day you will accept game pass or you will just isolate your players so that is the way it's going if xbox keep buying all these studios or it'll be a war of who can buy up everything first (laughs) watch this space we'll see who wins but on to my next piece of news and it is another public service announcement uh, for a game going gold and that is assassin's creed valhalla so a game franchise that we all love and uh, a game that probably only me and Chris are going to love. I'm actually so hyped for this right now. Mm-hmm. It, I just, it just looks watching Vikings. And right. then so I'll you're watch... in that proper, that zone. Yeah. Um, you're ready. Deep dive trailer. And then I'm just like, oh yeah, get, get me. Get... And then also, I think there's <laughs> something you'll probably mention that I reckon will get Jack excited. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... I know, I know what you're talking about, but so we're receiving uh, a whole host of content surrounding the game, uh, from gameplay to screenshots to just general info, side quests, uh, PC specs. So if you're on PC, you can kind of see where you'd need to be uh, with your hardware to kind of run it at different uh, settings. And yeah, we, we're getting so much, but we we also know there's a new world which is called the new world i'm pretty sure which is the americas uh if you know anything about viking history uh leif erickson was the first person technically from europe to uh, visit america yeah so he was technically there first even though and then there was someone else before columbus but everybody talks about columbus for some reason but yeah so vikings did visit the americas um and you'll be able to go there in the game which is like something new that we didn't know before and that's really cool and then something that I was really hyped about when I saw and Chris knew I would be is that you can go to Asgard. I yeah, love. I saw this. That that was really cool. Which it's is so cool. I loved in Odyssey going to like uh, the different realms, going to like where, Persephone's realm. And where do you go? You go. Um, you go to Atlantis. You go to Hades. Is it Hades? Yes. Yeah, so you go to the underworld. You go to underworld. Atlantis, and oh, I can't. I can't think what her realm's called. Elysium. Oh, so it is. It's Elysium, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, and I loved that, like just running around those worlds. They were just so Asgard. And yeah, now it's Asgard, and I'm so like into that. Like before in Assassin's Creed, I was very much like keep it as realistic as possible, and now I'm just like full on embrace after playing through that DLC. Mm. Like, let's go wherever. I'm just like, I just want to see what. Because they're just such pretty games. And I, and I just like to real. see what they build. Like, you've just... Your character's just done a load of, like, ancient Kotak. <laughs> and is now like, I'm in Asgard, man! Exactly. So there's the reason for me to be like, oh, this is fine, because he's just high. He's but, just um, out. Yeah. So, and they're still sticking. This is the bit that, that Jack will obviously be happy for. They're still sticking to uh, the option for insta-kill uh, on assassinations. So <laughs> for all those all those people that 
like Jack, missed the old days when it was just a simple case of go and assassinate someone. He is dead. That is it. I pressed the button. Um, he is dead. <laughs> that that will still be an option. Um, so, so, which which wasn't an option in Origins and Odyssey. No, it was it, not at all. You had to. So, it's like old school if you stealth it. Because mm-hmm. they've listened to me. That's why. <laughs> Ubisoft have listened to. They've me. met you halfway. <laughs> so, said, well, we're not going to give him what he wants. No, but <laughs> we'll <laughs> give him one thing it. and he'll be happier. Do you know what? And do you know what? I actually I think that makes a substantial enough difference that it, the game interests me more now. Um, oh, really? Because, so it was a yeah, case of like, no. Nah, it's just it's like, something. Mm. I've I've been so anti this game. More classic until, Creed, isn't it? But but it's just that something as simple as that feature brings back a little bit of oh this feels a bit more Assassin's Creed to me and to be honest I would I was disappointed in myself that I didn't like the look of the game because Vikings is such a cool setting for me like I've watched not all the Vikings but I have watched a, mm. a fair old chunk and I love anything Vikings so I mean Ragnar's um, sons are in it but this is what I mean is that like I was going to be a bit disappointed if I'd, I I probably would have got it regardless to be honest just to at least give it a go um, right. at some point it wouldn't have been a straight purchase for me but the fact I don't think that it will be for me anyway but, but the fact that there's elements a what a straight purchase no I mean I don't have a lot of time so I'm kind of like I think I'll wait for a holiday yeah. and then yeah. maybe like over Christmas I'll play it I, I um, think me and Dan are gonna we're, we're buying it we're gonna halves it and buy it day one <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, the there's definitely some features just from gameplay that I've seen, and I do like the look of the setting and the the, the story. There's definitely things that have attracted me back to the game, and I would go as far as to say that I don't want to miss out on it. I think mm-hmm. I've got fear of missing out. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I, I will get it. And I've, I'm really glad to hear, like, I saw some stealth gameplay and I was like, this just, to me, the fact that you can... But I thought, thought stealth be kind of become a little bit more a secondary option in the other games because obviously there wasn't an instant assassination unless you were it just, it higher just level. It just became way more challenging. Yeah, it did, yeah. And I'm, for it exactly, and I'm glad this good. has kind of taken that back because I love a stealth game and I love the, a game that gives me choice. Um, it doesn't mean I will always stealth, but it was always nice to have that choice. And for me, that is enough to make me think, actually, I'll give this game a go. So I probably will get it, just not not straight away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you know where I stand, I'm just hyped. Day one. Yeah. Well, I'm just waiting till I have a bit of time because I know that if I, if I don't have time, I won't enjoy it because mm. it will seem too big and I'll just be like, oh, yeah. can't and, and to I load was, it up. When I thought it was just England, I was a bit like, hmm. But the fact that they've said, no, there's a Norway segment that you mm-hmm. can go back to. There's England segment. And also there's Canada. There's the Newfoundland. Um, mm-hmm. And if you've watched the screenshots, they look like Native American huts as well. So I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, me, me and Chris are pretty excited. Him probably more so, even though. I don't know. I, I am very excited. It's just like a matter of waiting. But on to my last piece of news, and it's actually going to be quite a quite a somber piece of news now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be quite quiet. But I wanna I wanna take a moment. <laughs> I don't know why. This is actually quite sad to be fair. So I should probably take this seriously. But I want to take a moment to commemorate Amazon's game Crucible. So after a rocky launch, it was set like sent back into beta i think this is like one of the first ever cases of a game launching to be sent back into its beta um and then only for it to be cancelled three months after that so 
is quite sad. Fortunately, the developers will be moved to other Amazon titles, namely uh, its MMO, New World. Um, But it still isn't looking good for them as like game developers. You know, as Amazon is kind of like, they're kind of dipping their toe into the game development market. Mm -hmm. It's really not looking good for them. Um, Like with Crucible kind of going under uh, within... Well, I mean, it doesn't set a good tone, does it? Half a year of release. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't set a good tone, especially for New World. Mm. I mean, being an Amazon employee, Jack, what's your defense? (laughs) I don't have one. I don't have one. Watch the boys on Prime. You can watch the the boys on Prime. Um, (laughs) They don't don't pay me enough for that sort of thing. (laughs) But Yeah. yeah. It's just sad, isn't it? And it's such a waste of the investment and development time. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Like, is it that much of a lost cause that they had to completely abandon? I just, I don't get it. I'm like, why not work on it for another year and see where it goes? Like, at least release something. Yeah, just launch mm-hmm. it as it is. You might just. I, I just don't you know. get it. Like, why just throw it in the bin? It is weird. Yeah. But I always feel sorry for the developers. Normally, because they'll like move, lose their jobs, but uh, in this case, they're fine. But I still feel sorry for them because there's. This is their art. This is their work, and it's and it's flopped. Yeah, it's flopped, and and they won't even get That's to see being it left. Yeah, be like released. They won't even because they have you know not many, but they have a few fans. Um, and it was actually quite sweet seeing them like uh, release statements to those fans saying like if you're still playing the 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 closed beta, you'll have a chance until X date. I can't remember when they said, but it, it's sweet that they're still like you know interacting with them and they're appreciative of them and it's quite sad mm. to see that they'll never get to uh, to witness their project be launched but yeah hopefully new world can be like a big thing for them and, and then they mm. can get that satisfaction of working on that but yeah i do i mean i'd love i'm always up for more uh like businesses and organizations getting into the game development market is yeah. you know it's growing and who's going to say no to more new titles you know like new world could be a flop as well but they might release a game that's like incredible or new world itself could be incredible it could be the next big mmo like you know challenge world of warcraft but yeah i'm uh, i'm kind of sad not that crucible was a game i was ever really looking at but no, no, it's but always sad just, just sad because, when yeah. this type of thing happens especially to a company as big as amazon you'd expect mm-hmm. i mean look at stadia just keep yeah slow burning it and it'll work but obviously it just wasn't working for amazon so no. yeah so that is my news for the week r.i.p to crucible r.i.p yeah. to crucible rest in peace <laughs> yeah uh okay then well before we crack on with our reviews uh i just wanted to quickly you guys talked about the You've boys been itching, season you? his head's been twitching ever since that episode hasn't yeah. it I was sitting there and I was like, I was actually uh, going to write the outline and say, oh, next week we should talk about Boys Season 2. And then I was listening to the episode you know, I was doing before I uploaded it, when I was doing the editing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, okay. Oh, Rogue Company. Oh, that sounds quite interesting. Oh, PC um, Build Simulator. Oh, actually, you know, not interested, but... But it actually does sound quite exciting with the branching narratives. And I love how he was listening and he just got this dumped on him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm on board. I'm on board. Like, it actually sounds interesting. And then it was just like, all right, boys season two. <laughs> and I literally, I was like, you. He texts me. Yeah, he texts me straight away saying, you're, you're, I'm so disappointed <laughs> in you two. 
You went, <laughs> I think your words were, what a cracking segment, but I'm so disappointed. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. It was good. I just, I was slightly sad at the same time. Yeah, so, well, go on. Let's have your say. Let, come on, we want to yeah. hear you. So, so what I've done is I've gone through and just, uh, well, I'm not going to rehash too much of what you've talked about. There's mm-hmm. just a few bits you didn't talk about that I want to talk about. Go, mm-hmm. hit us with them. So um, I disagree. Oh, wait, about, are, these, are, these, are these spoilers or no spoilers? I will tell you if they're a spoiler. Okay. okay. Uh, I disagree about the slow start. Oh, really? Oh, I really? It was needed because it can't just be bombastic throughout the entire mm. thing. Oh, no, yeah. But that's what we kind of got into yeah. is that yeah. it felt slow, but then we realised yeah. it, like, no, it, it was good for pacing. This isn't directed at you, Bradley. It's directed at Jack. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was the one who had, who had the issue with the slow start, really. <laughs> <laughs> screw you Jack um, I agree as well Sto- Stormfront is great yeah. um, one thing you didn't mention which I thought was a travesty is she's actually there's a meme about feminist Nazis <laughs> and she's actually a fem Nazi yeah right. feminist Nazis amazing they actually did it they took yeah. the meme and they made the character it's uh, amazing yeah. <laughs> And you, you know, I know you sort of talked about it, but I just... But we didn't, didn't go over that. Yeah, yeah. Fem Nazi. Yeah. And I was like, I need yeah. to... Get, you can't get need to one mention out there. fem Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you sort of, you did talk about it, but Anthony Starr, you sort of said, oh, I've never yeah. seen him anything. Mm. Banshee, his performance in Banshee is even better than in Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't wow. believe you. He's yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> does he just does, does he annihilate crowds of people? <laughs> no, but he he gets to do a bit more emotional stuff in Banshee. Right. Oh, okay. He really shines because he's the, he's the main actor. Um, right. Oh, just Banshee's great. Banshee's one of my favourite crime shows ever, like ever. Hmm. Oh, really? Interesting. It's, it's hmm. so pulp fictiony. Right. Um, okay. It's, it's gory, it's violent, it's, it's only four seasons and they're really well made, really oh well done. Um, so yeah, it, it, so he's, he's done some really good stuff. Mm. And I hope, like you say, you guys mentioned, I hope his career after this... Skyrockets, uh, yeah. Skyrockets, because he deserves mm. it. He does, yeah, yeah. You also said um, the whole cast's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think there's two that you, you didn't mention that I think are really underappreciated. Okay. Uh, I know you said they're all brilliant, but for me, Frenchie and Mother's Milk are yeah, underappreciated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are, yeah. They're so good. Every time they're on screen, I'm like, I love you guys. Like, you're, you're, yeah, they are. You're, they're so lovable, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially Frenchie. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think Alexa's favourite character is Frenchie. Frenchie, yeah. And if you're, if you're listening, Amazon, I want... <laughs> I want um, Frenchie, the actor, to play Napoleon in the Napoleon series. <laughs> like, every time yeah. I see him, I'm like, you yeah. think great as Napoleon. Yeah, I agree. But, um, <laughs> and the other thing we sort of, uh, you guys sort of, I don't know about you, but this season I felt really, really bad for Homelander, despite everything that we know he is and does. Right. Mm. I don't know if you, if you felt that, but there were not really like, when he was trying to bond with his son, and I'm like, oh, why are you making me like this character so? No. Much? 
I no, I, I didn't really no. feel like that. I'm, no, I think you, you just, still... I think you just had an emotional connection. <laughs> yeah, I was to gonna him. say. I think yeah. you didn't see him push him off the roof and think, hmm, <laughs> that's a bit <laughs> weird. Maybe he's not <laughs> a great dad. He does. I want him. To... There's like moments where you can <laughs> tell he wants to be the good guy. Mm, right. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I did, yeah, I see what I, you mean. Because I yeah. want I him think... to be the good guy. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think I can ever let my my you know emotional side out when he's around no yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just and you're not quite sure if it. he's about about to annihilate a group like like just kill everybody mm-hmm. yeah exactly so, so, so i can see what you mean so, so this is this this one here in my notes is a spoiler um mm-hmm. but you spoke last week about the girl power moment yeah yeah and they were all beating up Stormfront. yeah yeah and you said how amazing it was and fun it was but what you didn't mention was the, mo- the, the movie they make earlier, Vought, Eric mm-hmm. Kripke's come out and said that was a, a, a parody of the scene at the end of Avengers Endgame. With the women. Oh, the I see women. what you mean. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and, and I like, because don't get me wrong, I, I, I actually, I, I do quite like that scene, but that scene is extremely cheesy. It is, yeah. When that happens, I'm like, how did you all meet up in the middle of this battlefield? And none of them <laughs> managed it. And why is Spider-Man just watching you and not helping? <laughs> yeah, not helping. He's just laying on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it was such a... But then when they did have their girl power moment, when they were all beating up Stormfront, mm-hmm. it was so satisfying. It was, yeah, it was, was really like, good. I was like, that's proper girl power. That's like, that's like girl power I can get behind. It was really brilliant. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, what, what have we got here? Uh, and one thing I really surprised me that you guys didn't notice was you were talking about as if you didn't know who blew up the heads. Right. Well, yeah, but I still, I, I'm very confused with that scene. Yeah. Because, because she looks like she's in the city and then she's there. So I'm like, twin. You're talking about Victoria <laughs> Newman, the senator. Yeah, but then everybody's like, no, it's the same person. I'm like, no, no, identical twins. Twins. <laughs> and, mean, and everybody's like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, no, she wasn't there when she was. And I was like, but she was about to get like good stuff as well. So why would she do that? It makes no sense. Because like she killed everyone in the, like she's, she's the perfect like cover up woman, isn't she? she no, put- no, yeah, but she was about to, she made a deal with him and then blew up his head. Like, what was the point of the call? <laughs> So I was like, evil twin. Because she's got, got to pretend, she's got to pretend that she's trying to get the company, that she's out for them, hasn't she? It's right. It's perfect, like, um, deniable cause. Why would right. I blow up their heads? I was in the courtroom. I got covered in the blood. Yeah. Mm, well, mm. once we get to season three and there's an evil twin on the loose, I'm going to be Bradley's going to tell everyone he's home, so. <laughs> And if there's not, then I was only joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then it was just a joke the whole time. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. There's only there's only a few few other points we to make. Um, one thing in this season that was god awful that you didn't touch on. Are you gonna know, do you know what I'm talking about? God awful, as yeah, in like horrendous, terrible. As in, oh, was in actually bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? It was Billy the Butcher's father, John Noble. Oh, what? It wasn't his accent. Oh my oh, yeah, but god. So is Billy's like this is yeah. the problem. I said yeah. all of his family members just mimic him. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah. at least I feel like Carl Urban's at least kind of funny and passable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's literally it though. It's funny and passable, mm. but that's just him as well. That's his personality in it. You, like, I didn't. I'll be completely honest. I didn't pay much attention to that scene. Oh, um, no, I, 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 I think just hire an English actor. Just yeah, just, yeah. John Noble. I love. Well, no, but he he's not even got that bad of an accent when he's doing like other th- like he's all you know. I never really had a problem with him as Denethor. Oh but, no, he's great. I love him as De- I love him as the steward of Gondor. Well, there I'm you go. Saying. But that's but that's what I mean. And it's like it's just it's because everybody's trying to mimic his weird accent. Yeah, that it goes wrong. Oh, <laughs> You're mimicking so an bad. Australian doing a British accent. His accent is actually sometimes he's uh, uh, sometimes his accent in that program is horrendous. <laughs> but I love it because I just yeah. I think it sounds like it should be horrendous. Yeah, it does. His dad didn't add to the satire. His dad just sounded awful. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice it to be honest because I, I was I think that scene I was I was working I think while I was doing that. But I, I think I've like, just kind of accepted out. that Billy's is awful, so his whole family should be awful. Um, yeah, no, uh, and then uh, the the last thing I wanted to mention. This is a this is a spoiler. Um, but the ending scene, you know, where mm-hmm. he's saying he can do whatever he wants, and he's yeah. you know, um, yeah, he's treating himself in front of the city, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I thought this would be really interesting to bring up. But this that was a cut scene from season one. Yeah, I heard about this. Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. So so uh, Eric Kripke, the um, showrunner he amazon made him cut it from the first season right because they were like well this is just this is too much but after but it fit season, perfectly in second two, season two yeah. but after the first season amazon obviously were like right okay people love this weird stuff you can we've do already it. we've already pushed Throw the boundaries <laughs> we've already pushed the boundaries yeah <laughs> like when they crushed that guy's head against the wall oh god <laughs> But but it, do you not think that that moment is almost amazing that Amazon cut it because yeah. it fits so well yeah as the end of um, season two yeah, yeah it does yeah I, I just that I love that. and then it's just the fact that I, every time they do scenes like that I just think about the poor actors yeah 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 same that's all I ever think about. <laughs> and Anthony Starr and I'm like oh he's such a good actor but and then they have to how make awkward it. is this to film <laughs> yeah. like whole cast and crew <laughs> it's, oh, it's awful isn't it but, brilliant show but, but yeah they just I, I don't want to bang on about it too much but they were just some, some bits where I was listening and I was like oh I, 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 I wanted to mention it and sort of adds to the discussion you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, so um, that that's it for for my say on the boys season two. Mm. Should we and jump we're on to reviews? reviews? Okay, so yeah. am I going first? Yeah, yeah, if you'd like to. Okay, so my review this week is uh, it's it's not going to be too long, but it's a game called Three Out of Ten, um, and it's basically a free episodic game that released on the Epic Game Store. I'm not sure if it's on consoles, but on PC, it's on the Epic Game Store, um, and it's free. You can download each episode, or you can download the the bundle now that all the episodes are out, uh, and you'll get all five episodes that have released. And it's essentially a sitcom that you play through. So it's it's really weird. Like, I haven't played anything quite like it. It's, It's a game set 
in a uh, in a game developer studio. So okay. it's quite a weird little concept. And the game developer studio is struggling uh, with the highest rating that they've achieved being a three out of ten. So that's where <laughs> right. the title comes from. Yeah. So and they have this number on the um, the side of like the like one of their walls that says three out of ten and it's basically like they make up this thing of oh it's it's all these algorithms that um that determine what our current game will get and it's still a three out of ten and and it's right. like so sad to see them but they're all completely fine with it you know like that no one's sad or anything they're like cheerful and happy and they're like oh yeah it's great it's three out of ten and they're like this time we're gonna get more though so they're like really positive about it but um yeah, so all of the characters are like really good and they're really um, unique and they all bring uh, something to the game overall. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so like there's a character called Viper and he's your typical like nerd that thinks he's like amazing at everything and he like <laughs> wants to pummel people. Like he, he's, he's like pretty big, but he's like taking his nerd culture into the real life and he's like, ah, oh, like blood and guts and he's like that typical you know that over exaggerated element of like he plays battle royales and he wins every single time and he's like he thinks he's the best of everything um and so it's just basically like, really... like me except not actually good at battle royales <laughs> well, not that good anyway <laughs> i definitely don't win every time but yeah he's just like this really like fun character and they all are and they've all got like something that they bring to the game um and the game itself the actual elements consist of mainly mini games um right. But they can actually be quite fun, to be honest. That like some of them are uh, like pretty okay. Like they're not amazing. None of them are. That's why they're no. mini games. But um, like in terms of actually breaking up the the kind of cutscenes and things, they're quite fun. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so the the game itself isn't amazing. But it, I never expected it to be going in because I kind of read it as this. Sitcom. What would you rate it? Like three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I would not rate it. A three out of ten. Um, I'd rate it quite highly, to be honest. But oh, the other nice. thing is that the story can actually get like so ridiculous, but somehow it still feels grounded because of the characters. Right. So, so like it, it makes like complete and utter like no sense, but that's fine. Like you know, you just accept that as part of like the way that the the game runs. So, like I mean, straight away you, you kind of get into the story where this uh, the new animator turns up. Um, mm midge and she she basically goes over and like they're all introducing her and she's like oh what happened to the old one and they're just like oh yeah he blew up and there's blood all over his desk what the hell? <laughs> and they, exactly and you're just like what and they're just like yeah you just like combusted you know just like spontaneous combustion he's like it happens to animators but and that's the other thing i love is because obviously it's a game about developers made by developers yeah. they love to make like digs at Weird. themselves yeah yeah so they love to like say how like you know pathetic they are or how like stupid a certain role on the team is and and they're constantly like making little digs and little remarks and i really right. like that i think it's really like they're not afraid to break that fourth wall either very um, characterful yeah and it's it's just like really really good and uh, like some of these stories are like i said they're just so ridiculous but overall it's just such a like for a free game it's just so silly and enjoyable mm. yeah. um it's, it's not that long each episode you can probably do in less than half an hour um but it's just fun it, it's mm. it's just like for I'm... a free game it shouldn't be that fun and i just like like i finished it and they've been out like at the end they basically say that uh they're going to do another season in 2021 right and i'm just like yes bring me more like i'm, I'm totally up for this i'm really hoping free as well or 
Is it is it what is the twenty twenty one season? Yeah. Uh, I they haven't said. They literally it's just a tease at the end of the mm. first like I say season, but it's literally you just play all five episodes, and at the end of the fifth, um, it just says like I think it says like see you in twenty twenty one, and then like a smiley face. Um, I'm I'm really hoping that this ends up on Game Pass because everything Bradley talks about ends up on Game Pass. But I haven't actually I so, so far. I think I've played most of the things that Bradley has actually said about, and I don't think I've been disappointed by one. Oh, yet. the I, I other things is that how good it looks as well. So if you do see it, even if you just download it to like see what it looks like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's all like animated and it's all like hand. I I, I would say it's hand drawn, but it right. looks so nice. It just oh, looks really? so polished. It I might have literally look looks like this. it could be a cartoon um that's yeah. cool. like that you'd see like on tv yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and even when you're playing it it like looks really i don't know why it just looks really nice to me i might just be weird yeah. and, but i just think it looks so polished you know when a game you know like how modern we say modern lego games look so polished <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. it's like that it's like the the you know that kind of like it's very very heavily animated like you know 2d animation but it looks yeah. really polished and nice mm. um but yeah so Overall, a free game. I would 100% recommend it to um, to anyone looking for like something to play. I might have a look after this. They might be on a budget or something. It's Mm. free. But yeah, so that is three out of 10. Nice. So how how have they made any micro trend? How how have they made any money? Or is it just just, just free? It, It could just be epic. Yeah, it's just free. It could, there's literally nothing. So you get into the game and um the only like thing you can start up the game obviously there's some settings um and then you can like the only kind of difference so it's very linear but the only kind of effect you can have is you can find things so there's like little segments where you walk around like the the studio and you yeah. can you can go and find like little things uh, that will have stars on them and but some of them are like really fun so you can go every episode you can go over to i told you about viper and he's like a real big nerd and he'll have like a toy on his um on his desk and you can go and pick up the toy and it, and then he'll tell you about the toy and some of the toys are just like really like one of the ones i loved was the canadian spider moose but the little piece of like dialogue he says is like um this is the canadian spider moose and he's like to be fair it only has six legs so it's not even a real spider <laughs> like why would they come up with that like what yeah. what goes through their head to design the canadian spider moose that only has six legs so, so it doesn't it's not even, even really a spider yeah, exactly yeah. it's so it's stupid. just like a weird moose yeah <laughs> That's cool. like exactly and like that actually comes up again later the canadian spider moose and obviously that's just something optional you can go pick up in the um so you could probably finish it to be honest in way less than half now but i like to go around and and see have a look yeah yeah, yeah, sure. yeah it's just fun and collect all the little stars um and it's the same with the mini games the mini games uh you can normally get between one and five stars mm. um or i think you can actually just skip the mini games altogether if you just aren't into that i think you'd still have to like load them up but if you know if you just wanted it for the story um and you're like you know either really bad at games or just you really didn't enjoy the mini games you can probably just skip them um but i was sitting there like going for all the five star ones <laughs> <laughs> like a little like a little perfectionist i was like get all the stars at the end wow. but but yeah so it is Three out uh, of 10. so it's literally yeah it's it's just free there's no i can't I, it must just be epic playing for mm. it being epic being cool again and buying and giving the devs games. money yeah so that is three out of ten so nice who awesome. is next so uh i've i've got a review that i i've really been looking forward to talking about actually Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been playing this game for ages. 
I, it's sort of a game that I've played in bits and pieces that I keep going back to. And right. it's something that we've actually spoke about. Um, <clears throat> so I've been, I, I just finished Assassin's Creed Rogue. Ooh. And I, I can comfortably say, uh, I'm not expecting much from the game. It was just almost a brand loyalty. It was like, yeah. last That's year exactly it was, it was like on sale like... for like eight pounds. It was the remaster. I was like, I'll get it. I'll play it at some point. I think I played the first two sequences and then I mm-hmm. left it for about four or five months. Wasn't overly impressed. Um, and then I went back to it. And then, you know, re- after those first two sequences, the game just gets going and mm-hmm. you get so invested in, in the story. And I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was really, really good. And it's awesome because I love, we've talked before about how much we love the Ezio trilogy. Yes. And how it sort of tells a narrative. And I like that the, with Rogue, they connected Black Flag and Assassin's Creed 3. Mm-hmm. And how you could literally play Black Flag, Rogue, and then 3, and it would tell the, the new world story of Assassin's Creed. Yes. And I love that. I think that is amazing. And it's something See, that that's I really... what I love too. Yeah. It, it's the New World Trilogy, really. Um, just instead of playing as Ezio for the whole thing, you see it through different characters' lenses, mm-hmm. which helps even more because you get to experience so much of the setting in that trilogy. You get the era of the pirates. Then you get the, um, I think it's the, the, the Seven Year War. Seven Year War? which is the war between the French and the English, which is what happens over the colonies, which is covered in rogue. And then obviously you have the American Revolutionary War, which happens in free. Mm-hmm. And I love that setting. I thought the Seven Years' War, it, it, it might, I think it's the Seven Years' War, uh, was a great setting. It's really cool little time period for Assassin's Creed. Um, and... It, for me, this is, um, I'm not going to spoil it because I think the twist in Rogue's really good. Mm-hmm, obviously, exactly. Obviously, you know he becomes a Templar, right? Because yeah, that's, that, that was already announced. Like, that's the premise of the game. Yeah, because it's Rogue. But I felt without any spoilers, the way they showcase how the Assassin's Brotherhood, has, the Colonial Brotherhood, has strayed from the tenants of the Core Brotherhood and then the way they showed how the colonial Templars are in a lot of ways respectable and, and want to help the people. And it, it did a really good job of muddying the water and mm-hmm. showing you, hey, the new world branches of the Assassins and the Templars are so much more complicated than they were in the old world. Yeah. And at certain times I was playing it and I found myself going, no, the assassins are completely in the wrong. I'm 100% yeah. on the side of the Templars. Yeah, and, I was too, and I just didn't like it. You know, I'm an assassin yeah. through and through. <laughs> and Jack, how bizarre does that sound to you? That you actually yeah, be it, going, <clears throat> assassins it does, but, are wrong. It does, but I can see with the way that they write their stories and that, and I can see that they definitely make stories compelling enough to make you question whether it's right or wrong and whose mm-hmm. side you're on. And, and that's even the key like, point. I even hated in um, 
Black Flag with uh, obviously the the uh, is it Black Flag or Three? I can't remember where you start off as the it's dad. Like yeah, Haytham, yeah. And, and even that our master. The yeah, and he and, and even that, like I remember when I that happened and it was like even then you didn't really wanna be not siding with him, if you know what I mean. And it, I can see why the game could probably obviously I've never played it, so that's why I've stayed quiet, but uh, I could see why if they told it the right way, it would question make you question your loyalty but i will always be an assassin through, and mm-hmm. through as well yeah Until <laughs> no matter how corrupt and then you're like oh actually am i what's going on i'm confused time for you, another crusade you feel, so vindic- <laughs> you feel so vindicated in your actions in rogue yeah um, they they the story in rogue is what makes it it's so i really like the setting i really like the way it's the middle point of the trilogy and the story just, it's so, and, and it makes the start of Assassin's Creed 3 so much stronger for me, where you pick up the pieces. And then as Connor, when you build the new Brotherhood, it feels like you're really building a better future. Yeah. And I just think that it's so amazing when a game, instead of tracks from prior installments, if anything, Rogue just gives so much more importance to Connor's story in Assassin's Creed 3, mm-hmm. to him reforming the Brotherhood, to his idea, you know, uh, naivete and sort of, um, you know, outlook on life, making the Brotherhood what it should have been, if that makes yeah. sense. And also makes you see Achilles in a completely new light, without spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of the story aspects. From the being a bit more negative now, um, I Excuse played obviously. Me? I I played obviously the remaster, and it was so glitchy at points. Oh really? It was so glitchy. I was like Ubisoft, what is going on? Like I had a mission, and I had to climb up to the top of the Morrigan, right, to cut the assassin's flag off, right? Mm-hmm. Easy peasy, straightforward. <laughs> you know what the slight problem was? <laughs> I loaded this mission four times and the Morrigan didn't load. Oh, God. There's just a floating flag at the top. And I was like, how do I progress? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> you must fly. Yeah. And literally, that's not the only bug. Eventually, that just just, just sorted itself out somehow. Um, and then the, the other one I found, which was hilarious, was I was fighting a bunch of guards. Mm-hmm. And I went to disengage from combat and I ran away and the guard shoved me and um, <laughs> Shay ended up going through the wall, getting his head <laughs> stuck through the wall and was just eternally falling at ground level. <laughs> and that happened to me three times. That's so weird. I didn't have any of these. Was that weird how some people... Though? Yeah. What did uh, you play on? I played on Xbox. This is before I, I, I got my play PC. I did play on Xbox as well. Weird. Um, there, there were honestly, I think I encountered, bugs are weird. I encountered probably about twenty different bugs throughout my playthrough. No. Um, so it wasn't the best experience from that point, but I will no, say clearly. The, the remaster looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphically, they've you know uh, touched it up a lot to look really good. Um, sort of the other negative I will say is. Um, the god awful modern day by far oh, 
Yeah. This and Black Flag is the worst. I can't even remember Rogues. What happens in Rogues? It's Black Flag again. You're literally working at Animus Entertainment and you walk around in this god awful first person view. I don't. I didn't mind them that much, to be honest, because oh. you go around. I like doing the little hacking mini games. I'm a mini game oh, kind of person. God, no. I and like it those. Pulls you out, and and the other thing I will say is I love this game, but this is the collectibles in Rogue are insane. There's so many. I'm like Assassin's Creed's always had a lot of collectibles. This takes the cake. Like this is mental. I was like was half it? of this half of this what? game is collectibles. Oh, I did them all, I think. Yeah, I, I, I just, I've 100%ed it um, oh, the other nice. day. Uh, because, and that shows you how much, despite all the problems I ran in, how much I loved it to sit there and, and do everything. Also, because mm-hmm. as much as I complain about the collectibles, it did give you a reason to really explore um, the Americas, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is something I, I think is really good. But at the same point, at times, I was like, why are there so many? Like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, but, but it does have a great set of customization. Like, there's like 24 outfits. And usually with Assassin's Creed, with the older creeds, there'd be like the cool outfit you unlocked last, you know? Yeah. That you'd always put on. With this, there were like three outfits that I got from collectibles that were all really cool. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to put Shay in. I think I had him in his uh, vanilla outfit, as always. Uh, he's got two, he's got three really cool ones you get from collectibles, though. Yeah, but vanilla, Chris, always use the basic stuff. Yeah, and I can't complain more about how hard it is to get Altair's sword. I can't remember how did you have, how did you get it. So you have to do all the naval missions, and then it doesn't even tell you it doesn't even tell you anything once you do all the naval missions. Or maybe it was just my game being buggy again. Probably. So I googled it, and you have to go to Shay's mansion, uh, the arsenal, and then mm-hmm. you go up to where his weapons, where his swords are hanging, and there's a random painting with an, with a, a red X on it, and it tells you nothing else. And um, right. it, you have to go to a random fort, like, re, like guessing it from the picture, and then dig up the swords at a certain point, and there's no marker for it. Oh. And I was Useful. just like, why is this so complicated? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, that, that, that's not... But apart from those, that, uh, this isn't like, um, you know, turn-offs from the game. These are only like little things, really, like little complaints, if you get me. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to do all the collectibles. You just play the story if you want. Like, there's no reason. It's just, you know, side content. Mm-hmm. Just me being a completionist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other thing I will say, without going into spoilers, um, Shay has a slight problem with the assassins being a bit loose with the whole innocence dying thing. Mm. Um, and then he, part of his motivation for leaving the assassins is he believes like, oh, they're not respecting innocence lives enough, right? Yeah. Which is a, a big thing. And I'm like, damn, yeah, I can really get on board with that. I can see how the colonial branch has maybe strayed from the tenants a little bit. And then the minute you become a Templar, you can kill innocent people willy nilly. Mm. 
<laughs> and, and I'm like, mm, why not sure that fits his motive. I'm like, this kind of <laughs> destroys the entire reason, like, he left. Um, yeah. So, so that for me was something I kind of struggled with, but I got it was kind of um, just something you have to get on with, if that makes any sense. Like, don't think about mm. it too much. And it is your choice to kill civilians. It's not like... Well, there you go. You're, you're influencing his will. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but it's still, it still is like... You're I the bad person, not yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but a couple of times, it was just because it, it just lets you attack. And there's like a civilian who ran in front of me when I tried to assassinate someone. And Shay's just like... <clears throat> oh, I hated when that happened. <laughs> And I'm like, oh god! Like I didn't. That that wasn't. I remember that so much in the older Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just getting that perfect like run up, and then a a woman just runs across the road. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But you know, gameplay wise, it's basically a slightly upgraded Black Flag. Mm -hmm. Um, and and, you know, the, the the ship combat's improved on Black Flag in a lot of ways, which is great. Love it. If you like Black Flags, love this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and one thing that I think I really love about these old Assassin's Creeds is more so talking about uh, sort of the old creeds, was each assassin really had their own sort of feel to them, their own uniqueness, mm-hmm. if that made any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way they moved, their gadget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think him having a grenade launcher and this air rifle, and while um, the, he uses a dagger and a sword, uh, and while it's very similar to Edward, who used the two swords, there are enough unique animations that he uses just with the knife that make him... And I really like that when, the, in the old creeds, how each assassin had their own unique animations. Yeah. Whether it's Connor, like, brutalising people with the tomahawk, or Edward Kenway being this fancy swordsman with his two swords... Um, and I yeah. think they just did a really good job of, despite the combat being the same, making him making like, it feel individual. Yeah, which is something I really love in in those. And how each assassin in the old ones always had like one piece of item that was really theirs, like the tomahawk yeah, for yeah, Connor, yeah. or the dual mm-hmm. swords for Edwards, or mm-hmm. the grenade launcher for Shay. Um, yeah. Though I will say, in the live action trailer, he has a like musket. And you don't have a musket, and it really annoys me. Hmm. <laughs> you have an air rifle. And I'm like, why? Why wow. does he have a musket in the cinematic and you don't get it in the game? Ubisoft faults. But, but yeah, like honestly, despite, like I said, my few little, I'd only say they're like teething problems with the game. Yeah. If you're a big fan of old school Assassin's Creed, especially Black Flag and Free, then and this, this is, is the missing game. piece of that puzzle that yeah. you need to play. Like Jack, mm. I think I do need to play it. Yeah, I think you'd adore this. I think you'd love. Like, yeah, I do. I do. Especially need to. if you, um, you know, did this and then Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, yeah. Because it feeds into Three so well. You know, yeah. you should mm-hmm. play it. Yeah, I do need to play it, um, and I probably will at some point. To be fair, but yeah, no, it sounds it sounds really cool. Yeah, so that's my review for Assassin's Creed Rogue. Hmm. Well, I'm going to talk about something. Mine's only very, very short today, uh, my review, uh, because there's not too much to be said, really. But as always, if there's any way I can possibly come back to Ghost of Tsushima, you know that I will. So <laughs> I've come back to it yet again. Um, this will probably be the last time for a while. But it's because 
they released Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which we've spoken about before. Uh, it was the free update for anyone who has the game, and it was their multiplayer attempt. Now, this obviously came out of nowhere. It came out of the blue after a lot of demand, and we were in a lot of high spirits about it. So it came out on Friday, just gone, and I installed it on Friday. And I played it as soon as it finished on, I think, Saturday morning, actually, was when I first tried it. And, yeah, it's just my, my really brief impressions on it, to be honest. I think they've just, again, I think they've hit the mark perfectly. I, I, I'm not, obviously, my opinion is biased because I love the game so much, but I, yeah, I yeah. can't really fault it because there's obviously, there's definitely things that could change or things that, that need improving or working on just because it's new. Um, and it obviously wasn't intended to be a multiplayer game, but what they have done is really, really entertaining and also very different from the main game. So it opens, uh, the way it works is you, you load up the game and there's a new option on the menu for Ghost of Tsushima Legends. You load it in and basically it starts off like a mini story. So um, it starts off with a, you know, a person who is a legend and he's telling tales of Tsushima and about the mythological side uh, with demons and things like that and spirits and each of your legends are dead soldiers basically they're dead warriors and okay, they are spirits cool. of warriors and they've come back to save them from these demon lords that are, that are taking over the island um so you're all spirits basically and i thought it was really cool because the way it introduces you to the game is that obviously you've got each of the classes you've got the um samurai the assassin the hunter the ronin and wait is that it did i just, uh, did I just <laughs> say no i did didn't i yeah so basically the way it introduces you to them because I, I was worried they weren't really going to play very differently so it he introduces you one by one the storyteller to each legend and then you play a segment as that legend before you enter the matchmaking lobby so good way to do it yeah so it shows you how their 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 basic weaponry works um and then how their they've got like a passive ability usually it's like a passive ability then one main ability and then an ultimate ability um Mm -hmm. and it just goes one by one for each of them telling a little story about each of those type of heroes um and then once you've completed that you enter the lobby and it tells you to pick one um and you can only you're then locked into that person that that character until you've got you have to unlock points and then after a certain amount you can then pick to unlock another one so it works a lot like other games do in that principle um when you're in the matchmaking lobby the way it basically works is that you can either do quick play which just will select it's either quick play survival or quick play story so the story is uh, missions which are tales that again they're about mythological things like demons and lords and all that sort of thing and they're really cool to be fair there's there's quite a few i don't know if they'll add to it i imagine they will but there's already quite a few on there and they're not amazingly in depth don't get me wrong but they are story missions in their own regard and you can only play them with two up just you and one other person so it will just randomly match you up with someone else and then they can be they can be the same class as you or they can be different um and then you just obviously proceed through the mission and you have to do things that aren't in the game which are obviously on the mythological side. So you can get enchantments for your sword, which are like elements and (laughs) certain enemies, you can kill them normally, but they take way longer to kill if your sword isn't enchanted with their corresponding element. 
Oh, that's right. just like just yeah. So like if they've got the moon element on, they're like they glow blue. And if your sword has got the moon element, you'll kill them in like three or four strikes. Whereas if you were just to kill them with a normal sword, it would take ages. So yeah. it's just like ways of speeding up the process, things like that. But it's they've definitely like really, mission, yeah, you know, yeah, and they've, they've yeah, and they've really lent into this elemental and like all these cool little little gimmicky things that that are just not in the main storyline. Uh, and I really like the the scenery and everything as well because it's very dark and it's very uh, there's a lot of glowy like reds and mythical things in the air and it's just really different from what the, the main game looks like um but aside from that so you've got these story missions they're great they're good fun my number one thing is that it would just be so much better if I had someone to play it with, like someone I knew, because yeah. I'm, I'm matchmaking with random people and it's great, but it's just not the same as if I had someone that I could talk to while playing it and coordinate, you know, because I stealth through one of the missions because I, play, well, in fact, I, <laughs> I play as the assassin. I think it was kind of obvious I was going to do that, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he, his abilities are obviously primarily stealth based and his ultimate is just wicked, but um yeah i think it's hard to your teammate to know that you're trying to stealth coordinate attacks if you can't talk if you're not talking to them or you're not you know it's not a mate of yours or something so that's definitely Mm -hmm. an element obviously is a bit of a shame but obviously that's just because i don't have anyone who has the game yeah i mean Um, aside from that aside from that they're gone i mean if sony were nice and released ghosts on pc then me Mm, and brad would play it with you you know yeah exactly um Um, but and, and you know if sack sack got it is that yeah. got a PlayStation? No, he uh, no, he doesn't know. Well, if that m- got it, he could be useless and just get detected yeah. every five minutes. Exactly, mm. but basically, <laughs> so um, the survival was kind of the other thing I always talk about. So obviously, you've got main missions, then you've got survival mode. Survival mode, you've got a bunch of different maps you pick. It's with four players, and the way it works is that at the start, you have three or four, three, I think it's three different zones to capture that have got, that are guarded outposts. So you go around and you can do it together or you can just split off and go do one each or whatever. Um, and you go off and capture these outposts. And then once you've captured them, it then starts the horde. So it will say round one, uh, wave one, and it sets off cannons in, the, in that zone where enemies are coming. And then you have to defend that area and fight. Uh, and obviously it's just survival there's 15 ra- uh, waves they get increasingly more difficult obviously uh, there's a boss round every i think it's every five rounds or something like that um but do you know what it's really challenging mm. like it's like the first two times i did it i didn't make it to the end of it and i thought it was going to be quite easy because i'm not not you know Blind trumpet, but if you've if you're playing the multiplayer, you've probably played the whole story, so you're probably good you're with the game's mechanics. Sword. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's really cool. The multiplayer, the way that the the survival mode works is really cool. I really enjoyed it. I played quite a few. I've I've beaten a couple of them now, and I've done a couple of the missions. Um, and obviously, your character progression, the way it works, is cool. So obviously, you're primarily stuck in one class for a certain amount of time before you can buy another one. The way it works is like um, it's like uh, trying to think of what to compare it to, but basically, so your sword, you 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 basically scavenge loot by progressing your character up and stuff from the battles you go through. So um, you get rewards basically, and you level up. So it will be like, for example, your sword will just be basic, and then you'll get like a uncommon or a rare or an epic or a legendary sword which has 
attributes and like things that take away from it and things that are better about it. And the more, the higher your ranking of all your equipment, so your sword, your everyone has a sword and a bow. So sword, bow, uh, your special ability, uh, and and other and other things. Each, each of those puts an overall ranking on your character. So the higher those are, the higher your your character's rank is, and um, their rank level when you go into missions or go into survival, it tells you what the average or the minimum requirement is. And if you, and if you, you can play it if you're lower than that, but it says you're probably going to struggle basically. So you're not recommended high enough. So you basically mm-hmm. need to find better gear or go back and each of the missions as well can be done on different difficulties. Um, so the higher the difficulty, the better the reward. So it's, it, there's a lot in it considering it was mm-hmm. just a free update and I really like it. And obviously course i had a look at the loot and uh, things like that <laughs> each character has loads of cosmetic outfits and they're all different and they have individual um masks and their masks are so cool because they're like proper mythical warrior things and some of them are yeah. like really scary looking um and yeah even them you get you've got loads there's like at least a page's worth of each character has all different masks all different outfits um and even the sword kits as well so what your sword looks like and all things like that and there's like elemental effects you can add to your character and stuff like that. It's just a lot to be honest. And so cool. I was just, I'm just really impressed with it. And, and I think for a free upgrade, um, like a free update and for something that wasn't ever really planned when the game launched, it's, it's done it again for me. It's just surprised me. And, you know, I don't, I don't really think that like, it's, I don't really think there's much more they could add to it. And I don't really think it's missing much, to be honest. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of, a lot there to enjoy. Um, and the one other thing I forgot to say is that when you're playing survival mode, there's even like you earn points per round you survive and like the kills you get and stuff. And you can buy, which is really cool. You can buy like team help things. So like you go to shrines and you spend points on shrines and you can buy like, um, regenerate all legends health while you're like or which i thought you'd like chris you can buy elemental well yeah but you can buy like elemental spirit dogs that fight with you (laughs) and you can buy like you can buy a spirit bear as well um can you get can you get spirit foxes no, not foxes there because they're oh, that'd they're, be awesome. they're passive, aren't they? But um, in this, You're they're out. passive. But but yeah, no, you get dogs you and you get boxes. a bear and you get like um, obviously like health benefits and things like that. But it's just wicked, like and obviously their their individual abilities are so cool. Some of them, um, obviously the assassin one's my favourite, but um, but yeah, their ultimate abilities, some mm. of them are just so so wicked. They've all got a similar principle, but they but it's to annihilate multiple enemies at once, basically. But um, but they're just so cool, and I feel like it's a considering each one of the survivals i've done has been on the lowest difficulty even that's been a challenge so i'm excited that there is challenge to it because i kind of thought i'm so good with the timings and everything on this game now it probably wasn't going to be very difficult i thought it was just going to be like i'll mash this and the first first time i do it i'll just take on hundreds and hundreds of enemies and i'll probably just win the survival and then when i realized it was actually really hard i was like okay at least they haven't made it easy for everybody to just go straight in and win it um so yeah, I'm really impressed with it. But but obviously there's not much else I can say about it to be honest. Mm. And what and I need you guys to have it at some point. Yeah, I need no, I, to have it. Well, you know, I'm I'm hopefully going to get both next gen consoles at some point. Yeah. And you know, Ghost of Tsushima is a free upgrade. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is is one of the uh, games mm. on my bucket list. Good. Um, and if I if I do get it, then and hopefully I think Sax Sax said he wants to get. He does. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully one day we can all play it together. And, and then you know, when we do, 
And when we do, I can, you can all experience, we can talk about it on the pod again and talk about why the, the game, the main game was so good. Yeah. So two years from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> A couple um, hundred yeah. episodes later. But yeah. So moving on from that though, I think it's about time that Chris hits us with a quiz. Oh, yeah. So, um, obviously, I had a quiz arranged last week, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, it's my turn to be quiz master. But yep. obviously, didn't have a quiz last week because, uh, you know, I didn't have a microphone. But I kind of changed my quiz. What, from last week? Yeah. Do okay. tell. Because I was like, I kind of want to do something... Like, I liked my quiz I had, but I was kind of like, in the spirit of what we've been talking about, I wanted to, like, mix it up. Okay. So, so I thought I'd do a boys' season two quiz. Nice. Oh, God. Let's go. Um, and, and this is kind of... It's a quiz that covers the source material, the show, and the behind the scenes. Right, let's do this. I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> Question uh, number one. The first one's... <laughs> If, you get, if anyone gets the first one wrong, I would be very okay. surprised. Go on. Who plays William Butcher? Yeah? So, yeah. A, mm-hmm. Carl Urban. Ding. B, <laughs> B, Huge Jacked Man. Oh, I do like Huge Jacked Man. He's or a great actor. C, or C, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, it's Carl Urban. Carl mm-hmm. Urban. Huge it is, Jacked it is Man. Carl Urban. Though, could you imagine the other two as William Butcher? <laughs> yeah, I not, think it Not worked. the same way. No, not the same way. Huge jacked man, definitely. Mm, don't know. How I feel about that. Really? <laughs> I think he'd give it too serious in that role. I think Hugh's too nice to say the yeah. C-bomb all the time. Yeah, I think he is as well, yeah. No. No, no I, don't I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I can see it though. Mm. Okay, so, so number two. Who is the real-life inspiration behind the character Huey? And your oh, options God. are A, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. B, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Or C, Michael Sarah. Oh, God. They're all so awkward. All three of them yeah, are I was so gonna awkward. Say. I was <laughs> going to say it's got to be Jesse Eisenberg because he looks like, he actually looks a bit like that. Like he's, but then when he said uh, Michael Sarah, I was like, that's, he's even worse. Um, Simon Pegg's obviously his dad in the show. So yeah, that's right. So is it, would it is that Simon name Pegg? in there to throw him? Yeah, or is uh, it to, to throw, throw us, sorry? Yeah. Or is it to... Who are you going with? I want to go with my initial gut feeling, which was Jesse Eisenberg, because I feel like he, he looks like he could play that. I mean, if you put him in that role, it'd be the exact same. Okay, well... I Michael Sarah's a bit too... I don't know. He's, yeah. Uh, I'll just... Well, no, I, I'll just go for that as well, because... Oh, then again, what if it wasn't there to throw her? Like... No, I'll go with Mike. If you're going for Jesse, I'll go for Michael. I'm going Jesse. I'm Jesse Eisenberg. So I'm really surprised. It's actually Simon Pegg. Oh, oh I, see, I, did. I, I knew it. it wasn't there I to throw us. Dad. Yeah, I know. Because he was too old to play Huey. Yeah. I oh. that, really. But, but I, Garth I Ennis, if you, if, you, if you look at the comic book, the guy who wrote it, um, Garth Ennis, he loved Simon Pegg. Right, and he wanted a. He said he was inspired by Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and all of this. Right, yeah. He yeah. wanted a character that was really awkward but heroic at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the if you look at the comic panel, he is like the spitting image of Simon Pegg. Right. 
Okay. Um, uh, I should have yeah, gone with. And then shouldn't have been tricked by it. And that's obviously why Peg plays his dad. Yeah, in, yeah. Because you couldn't show, play right? the. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, Bradley, you should have gone with your gut. I knew it. <laughs> Always happens. Okay, uh, number three. How many comic book roles has Carl Urban had? Oh, God. You ready for this? Yeah. A is one, B is two, or C is three? Bradley? Oh, I don't know. It wouldn't be a... Surely it wouldn't be a question if it was one. You've got to think about how many comic book stuff you think you've seen him in. Because um, I know... I'm sure you've all seen everything he's done that's been comic book. Uh, yeah, but I might not know if it's been a comic book. <laughs> that's the problem. Um, well, what are you going for, Jack? Are you going for... Or do you think it could be one? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I want to go for comic book though. I don't. I'm going to go two. Okay, I'm going to go for three then. So Bradley is right. It's yes. Can you, I knew can, it wouldn't be one. <laughs> you'll get. You'll get an additional point, one of you, if you can name all three of the roles. So this. So William Butcher. So, so yeah, the boys. Um, uh, Thor. Is that, yeah. is that quite a he is, he is the, the replacement gate guardian in Thor, in Ragnarok. <laughs> um, Star Trek. Nope, not comic book. Dread. Oh, there must be. There, there must you go, be. Jack. Dread. Uh, He's placed Judge Dread, didn't he? I did not know that. That's actually quite Dread? a good film. Yeah, it's a good film. Oh, Bradley. Dread, no. You it, should it, watch that, Bradley. It's good. Even the, even the guy who made Dread said it's the best Dread. Like, it's actually a faithful <laughs> adaptation. Mm. And it, he's... That he's movie good. made me want him as Batman. Yeah, because right. you can't see his face, can you? Just the bottom half of his he's face. Yeah. so good as Bradley. We need, we need to, watch to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about it on the podcast. Because Dread <laughs> is so good. Carl Urban is amazing in that movie. I mean, not that you know it was him. He never takes the no, helmet. I was going to no. say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do know it's him, you're like, oh, damn, you're really good. And that is for the longest time before we knew, because uh, this was before Ben Affleck was announced as Batman. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can remember, I think I even said to Jack, I was like, oh, I he'd really be a good Batman, yeah. The next Batman is Carl Urban because he'd be amazing. Mm. But then when you see him in The Boys, you could never picture that, could you? Not now. <laughs> if you go back and watch Dreads, you'd probably yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, okay, should we... Uh, number four? Number four. So Eric Kripke is the showrunner of The Boys. What other show was he previously the showrunner for? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your options are Dexter, mm-hmm. which is A, B is supernatural, and C is Spartacus, blood and sands. Oh God! I'm going to go Spartacus, blood and sand. I haven't got a clue. I'm just going to guess. Okay, it was between. I've seen Dexter. I've seen Dexter. What were you going to say, Jack? I've seen Dexter. I've seen. Um... I've only seen Dexter in that list. So it's supernatural. Oh, and this is I was why thinking. 
This is why he wanted He's to He's getting get him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, I, I was I like, should. that's a bait. Yeah, I thought, again, yeah, I thought it was a bait as well. I was like, he's got a worm on a line there. (laughs) I'm not going to bite. So so he was the showrunner for the first five, so season one through to five of Supernatural. Mm. And that's why he wanted to get a lot of the Supernatural cast. Gainful employment for Jensen Ackles. We're all for this. I thought that one would throw you, though, to be honest. Yeah, it did, yeah. I thought I thought I'd come up with two good alternatives that were very believable. Yeah. Uh, and this last one is something that I didn't notice, but I really enjoyed. Um, so, who is one of the executive producers on The Boys? Mm. So, your first option is Josh Whedon, of uh, you know Marvel fame, mm-hmm. and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Had a, he's been a producer on a lot of TV shows um, option B is Seth Rogen and then option C is a man called Joel Silver so I'll give you a quick background on Joel Silver he has been in the industry for 20 years and he's he, he's got a huge catalogue but he's done uh, he was a producer on The Matrix he was a producer on V for Vendetta which I love. Mm. Great film. Great film um, yeah. The original Predator, he's just a man who's, who, who he did a lot of movies in the uh, 80s and 90s. And then since the 2000s, he's been a, a mainly TV producer. Oh, I don't know. So your Maybe options, A, Josh Whedon, B, Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen, or C, Joel Silver. Bradley, I'll go Seth. with one that you're not... Seth, Rogen. Seth, yeah, that, that would that would have been what I would have put that. Uh, I'll go for the last one. What, Joel Silver? Yeah. Okay, so Bradley is right. <sighs> I actually knew board, this one. <laughs> it's Seth Rogen, and the only reason I knew is because it popped up on the credits, and I was like, "Hang on," and then I googled. That just say Seth Rogen, yeah. yeah. And then it was like Seth Rogen, and also that, it doesn't even surprise me. If you remember, he um, he has cameos all throughout both both seasons. He really? Plays a Does movie he? director. He plays himself, and he's directing in the first. Season, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah I remember now. Movie, yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there and he's laughing, and then in the second season, he's he, yeah, he's like the Nick Fury of the boys. He pops up. Like throughout both seasons, and then what's he directing? He's directing a Homelander movie in uh, mm. in season two, and yeah. it's funny because it's a little clip, and he says something like, "I'm uh, part of the Vault uh, Vault EU," like taking the piss out of the MCU. Yeah, he's like, "Where well, I'm bringing this," and yeah, so he he's oh, should have known that. Person. Yeah, um, I mean, it makes perfect sense that he is because um, he's in it as well. He has his little yeah. cameos. And mm. if anything, finding out that Seth Rogen is the executive producer, do you know what that made me more excited for? What? Made me more excited for the fact that he's going to be... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking got, that. If he's got a big hand in the boys... Then he's got the right idea. Then maybe that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will actually be quite interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, th- that's your quiz, and we can. I did awful. We can give Bradley the crown. Yeah, he is the undisputed 
king of boys' knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> In so, the world. <laughs> so, so if you need any any boys' questions, email Bradley on <laughs> this podcast <laughs> and he'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I'd, anyone does have any closing thoughts today? I don't, for once. Closing thoughts? Uh, no, I just... Um, it's been really fun to be back. Uh, mm. Sorry if I've been a bit overexcitable. I have been locked in... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's been trapped inside. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I might be a little bit wild. Um, and hopefully, because uh, obviously I'm using quite an inferior mic to the other guys. So, uh, no, I mean, it, it hasn't sound- been noticeable. It sounded all right when we did the pre recording, but I'm just yeah. going to say, you know, apologies if it's not up if to the standard any. we usually have. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. we'll be back to normal soon anyway. Yeah, yeah. hopefully next week. But, yeah. um, you know, might be doing this again. We'll see. I am yeah. allowed out on Friday, on Friday, guys. So brilliant! Yay! Yeah. All right. Well, that's all from us this week. Brilliant. All right. Yeah. See you later, guys. We'll see you next week. See you later.